Hey there, it's November, and that means that the winter holidays are coming up, uh, and that also means you have an opportunity to support the network. Uh, if you're going to be buying anything on Amazon over the next month or so, consider doing so by going to duckfeed.tv slash tipjar. There is an Amazon link there that will take you to the regular Amazon, um, except there's one crucial difference. Whatever you buy, a small cut of what you spend will go to us. Now, I know there are things like Amazon Smile that send that to charity. That's also cool, uh, but this is a way for you to support us, too. We're not, we're not a charity. We're not doing great things in the world, but, oh, I really shouldn't have told you about that other thing. I'll leave it up to you. It's your choice. So once again, that is duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. We really appreciate uh, the extra step that a lot of people take to do that. Thank you. Now let's listen to the episode about this game. It's real fun. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast arena. <laughs> yep. And this week we are talking about Thimbleweed Park, which is an adventure game developed and published by Terrible Toy Box for the PC in 2017. Yeah. And continuing yeah. our trend of doing recent ass games. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, Transistor's not that recent. Oh. This is extremely recent. Yeah, I was thinking uh, Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7 is pretty yeah. recent. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, uh, the, this is the second game this year that we've done that was made in the same year that we covered it. We don't have anything else like that planned, though. No. No, I, I'm, so, not even, and, I'm not even angry about it. I'm just... Uh, yeah. It's just showing that we are taking a bold new direction. Yeah. This is, this is the kind of thing that uh, men of action do. <laughs> um, and we are men of action. Um, even though before we started recording, we were both just complaining about our sinuses, which is like not a man of action thing <laughs> no, to do. No, a man of action would probably just, uh, kind of <laughs> shut up about shits that. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Like would probably fight them. Yep. Well, they, um, they, they would fist their sinuses. Yeah. They would, they would get a, get a spray bottle of sinus fight and just, <laughs> <laughs> just loosen on up their nose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're, we're both having sinus fight. So yeah. forgive, uh, forgive us, forgive us if we're stuffy. The other thing, too, just before we get started that I want to disclose is that I played this earlier in the year but did not get a chance to replay it. Okay. Uh, I have a uh, – uh, I got real sick. We just got to back from PRGE, and I've been real sick all week or all week. Yeah, yeah. So not that it's like I was too sick to play video games. I made a lot of Witcher progress, but I was like, I, I don't want to start a new thing. And then I realized that I uninstalled it when I finished it. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wanted to pop in and check out the arcade, but I ended up doing that yeah. via YouTube. Yeah. Well, so, you made the, you made the right choice. You made the morally correct decision by doing that. Yeah. And I also and I uh, I disclaimed. Yeah. No, oh morally. no, I was talking about the oh. about deleting the game. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, absolutely. One hundred percent. We'll get there. But like that's that what that influenced my because it's not very big. <laughs> right. That in, even though I did I did get it on iOS as well uh, mm -hmm. recently just because because uh, I'm sure I'll revisit it because this is a really good game. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, this game is really inseparable from its inspiration. So we, instead of doing the normal, like, oh, we're going to summarize what it is and then get into the development, we kind of want to talk about it first because, I mean, both of us were very excited about this game for a long time. Uh, both of us jumped on it and we decided to play it because this comes from a lineage of things that we really enjoy. It's it's also one of the big um, Kickstarter success stories. Yes. It was that wave, you know, um, <laughs> we, we've been we've been waiting for it for a very long time. Yes. Um, back before, like now, I feel like it's been a while since I've heard about a Kickstarter game that everyone gets really excited about. Yeah. You know, we're 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 past that. The Pillars of Eternity, Thimbleweed Park, Broken Age kind of zone right um yeah so the the what we're talking about uh is that this is a game that was kickstarted and developed after uh, ron gilbert a legendary game designer and show alum Mm -hmm. um and gary winnick two developers who had worked on maniac mansion and monkey island kind of reminisced about the good old days of working on games at lucasarts yeah and Um, they specifically like they talk about how uh, those games had a specific charm that they felt like was gone right that uh, had not been necessarily recaptured in a lot of the adventure games that have uh, been made kind of since then, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so what they decided to do was make a game that was intentionally a throwback. They wanted to um, make players feel like they were playing a forgotten LucasArts adventure game, um, down to the point where, like, some of the Kickstarter promo images were a, a drawer opened up with a box, you know, containing Thimbleweed Park, you know, inside of it. Like, yeah. oh, like, look, we found this. <laughs> the um, And they specifically say they didn't want to make a game that was an homage or tribute. They wanted to make a old adventure game. Right. And I think they think they kind of accidentally did both because uh, <laughs> this definitely feels like a lot. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing, but it feels like an homage. It definitely does. To me. Um, also, it's a fucking pretty game. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. Like yeah. The, the, you could not have done this on a Commodore 64, which I think is what they're pretending that this ought to be. Uh, the pixel art in this is beyond anything we saw, even in something like, uh, you know, um, Day of the Tentacle or something like that. There, there's a there's a million layers of parallax scrolling and stuff. Like it looks very good. Right. Um, the production values all around are very good. Yes. Uh, voice acting, visually, the the soundtrack, all of that stuff is really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they wanted to play, this to play like an old LucasArts adventure game, which is something that we've done you know quite a bit of. Right. Uh, on the show, we did an episode of Maniac Mansion that was like our first kind of. Uh, clumsy attempt at an interview episode Mm -hmm. um, which we then revisited in our day of the tentacle episode which has a a proper treatment of maniac mansion within and uh, we've also done monkey island 2 right um a quick recap if you have never played this type of game uh first off a lot of the references and stuff and the humor in this might go go over your head a little bit but these are third person graphical adventure games um this you know it, it uses the scum kind of interaction uh palette You've got a palette of verbs that you can use, you know, to manipulate the world and solve puzzles. You amass an inventory of sometimes useful, often useless uh, items to help you along your way. Um, and yeah, you're just kind of trying to work your way down this puzzle dependency chart. Yes. Yeah. Um, this definitely feels like a Ron Gilbert game. Uh, there are a couple of things that he circles mm-hmm. around a lot in his adventure games. And one of them is he likes having a, an ensemble cast. Yes. Um, and this, so this kind of borrows that from Maniac Mansion or the cave. Um, in this game, you have five different characters that have kind of slightly different abilities. Um, this is something I feel like he's always, he hasn't quite figured out the the perfect way to do this. Right. Uh, you know, um, but they, you know, they have kind of somewhat, sometimes arbitrarily slightly mm-hmm. different abilities. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah, you choose between them to, uh, solve puzzles. And uh, a lot of times it's just having multiple bodies. 
yeah in a space because they uh most characters there's tons of overlap yeah in those abilities yeah. unlike uh, something like maniac mansion or the cave right it is not like maniac mansion where only bernard can do technical kind of stuff although that yes. is explicitly something that happens in this with dolores doing only technical stuff um yeah. <laughs> most of the time it manifests as like oh some of your characters are fbi agents and if any if they try to do anything with suspicious people um, a number of the denizens of the town are really suspicious. They'll demand a warrant or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You have to send somebody else in to do that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, this game also borrows the dialogue system from Monkey Island, uh, making this not quite just like a straight up Maniac Mansion style thing. Uh, and so you need to know which option to pick to get the information or the results that you want. And of course, that is a vector for jokes and things like that, because this is a funny ass game. Yeah, it's it's super uh, super well written, and that's something specifically that uh, Ron Gilbert has said that he wished that he would have had in, Monk, in uh, Maniac Mansion or been able to do. Yeah, was uh, dialogue puzzles. Mm -hmm. um, so it's good to have that kind of best of both worlds. Um, sometimes characters will kind of say different things, depend you know, than you tell them. So you get you put in an input, and they'll actually say a, a different variation mm -hmm. uh, on it. And sometimes they won't they won't be strictly obedient. Right. Um, like a meat character they have sometimes won't confront someone. Yeah. yeah. Um, which only really works because during this game, you get to know these five characters really well. Mm -hmm. um, they're really, really well sketched characters like Dolores for, you know, best, you know, lady character in a game ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like she, she's she's my fave. Yeah. And uh, and she's an extremely uh, well-realized and charming character. Mm hmm. Yep, and uh, she's explicitly drawn as a player stand-in. You know, she is somebody who... Oh, we'll, we'll talk about her there. Or the but... player stand-in and a developer stand-in. Yes. Like this, you know, she is the, the love of adventure games that mm -hmm. uh, kind of ignited this whole project. Yes. Made flesh. <laughs> Made pixels. <laughs> he didn't need to say it so disturbingly, man. <laughs> she's a love for adventure games. Made flesh. That was, that's actually the Phantasmagoria 3 tagline that... Ooh never got made so. <laughs> um so there's one huge improvement that i wanted to call out that i really uh thought was great you have a quest log um uh, unlike in older adventure games each character has a journal that has an updated to-do list so you know as you're switching around this is a game that it's, it can get kind of confusing when you're trying to figure out what to do and where um this kind of ensures that you're always going to at least know what direction you're going to go for or what uh, goal you're trying to satisfy yeah, it's it's actually it's it's really great because this is something that you know a lot has been written and we've talked a lot about what separates a good adventure game from a bad adventure game. Mm -hmm. And this is stuff that was uh presented in in Ron Gilbert's games before through um through dialogue. Right. So when we did did Day of the Tentacle, characters will kind of stand around talking about what they want. Yeah. Um this just makes it a lot more convenient and a little bit more direct. So there's less chance of kind of miscommunication or having an oblique hint kind of fail on the player right um also the uh assets for any individual diary that a character has reveals something about them like dolores yeah. has stickers on it uh for different like programming languages one says i love basic yep she wrote i love basic in the corner because uh -huh. dolores is the best yeah um yeah it, it's really uh you know the ui it's a weird you know it's, it's a weird thing but that first made me think of how the uis are all different in resident evil 6 Oh, yeah. Even though that's not the player's thing. No. But I mean, I guess a better comparison is the soundtrack stuff in Maniac Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, where something that, that seemingly doesn't matter actually reflects character. Right, right. It's double duty. Here, here's, here's a question. Uh, one of the main ways that uh, the game communicates which character you're playing as, especially when a bunch of characters are on the same screen, uh, is the color of the UI. Um, mm -hmm. With your colorblindness, were you able to discern that? Were they, dis were they distinct enough? 
Um, I, I, I noticed that it changed, but I never had the question, so it never got leaned on. Okay. Like, I was never like, which character am I? I just, mm-hmm. you know, clicked, and then whichever character moved. Like, yeah. it was never a problem. Yeah, I played this on, on a, um, my big screen. I played it with a controller, um, and that ended up being a thing because you switch characters mostly with the shoulder buttons. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And I also um, eventually kind of created a... <laughs> like a stable for my characters I wasn't playing at at the time. So they would all just kind of like, you know, walk back and forth, like, you know, running a cup up against the bars of the, uh, you know, uh, for a while they were in the post office and eventually I put them uh, in the hotel lobby. You you use tennis ball on wall. Yeah. (laughs) Use tennis ball on wall and just, uh, you know, marking with chalk. Right. Yeah. The number of days. That they've been in a character jail. Yeah, cut covering up their hole, tunneling their way out with a with a picture of. Uh, I was trying to think of another female character in a LucasArts game, and I could not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who. Uh, and I was trying to think of a Rita Rita Hayworth LucasArts right uh, the, kind of crossover pun, and that was hard too. Yeah, the closest you can get, I think, is uh, Governor Marley from uh, from Monkey Island. Mar- Governor Marley Hayworth or something. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't even sound right, though. No, no, it doesn't. Dang. Huh. Yeah. Um. I, I oh, well. think I think at a certain point the, it falls on me for making a Ray, bad Razor, joke. Razor Hayworth. Yeah, yeah, Razor Hayworth. There we go. Eh, eh, eh. I, you oh, know, well. three, three Rita Hayworth. They'll publish anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Rita Hamster. I, mm. I don't know. There, there's something there, but I just it's not quite close enough. Yeah, Hamster yeah. Waveworth. Yeah, yeah, it's huh. it's yeah, not quite there. Hamster Wave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Let's make it happen, folks. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, uh, in this game, so this your the game's uh, events are incited by the murder of a German investor uh, in the small town of Thimbleweed Park in Washington. Yes, Washington State. Um, yes. And so you begin the game, uh, I think, smartly by playing as just two characters out of the five. And the other characters are introduced uh, over time. The two characters you start as are Agent Ray and Agent Reyes. Uh, yes. I love how similar those are. <laughs> uh, who are, quote, FBI agents who are sent to investigate this crime. Right, right. And this is uh, very specifically kind of a parody and homage uh so um, you've got in the notes X-Files in uh, Twin Peaks and True Detective. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. I read a bunch of uh, AMAs uh-huh. and yeah. nobody on the staff likes X-Files. And they're like, no, that never actually developed. That was never in our mind. Oh, weird. And it's amazing because the characters kind of visually quote. Absolutely. X-Files. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would anybody would be sane to think that this is an X-Files homage, but it's all Twin Peaks. It's all Twin Peaks. Like, okay. It's all Twin Peaks all the way down. Like it's just like, oh, this that's what we were going for. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple like uh hints at that like there's a couple little bits of you know there's some twin peaks weirdness mm-hmm. stuff that happens that that makes that make sense but i first when i first saw this i was like oh x files yeah and so much so that when before i played the game because i didn't watch a bunch of trailers i didn't follow the developer logs or anything i was expecting um like an x file like a super more supernatural plot right right than we got which has supernatural elements but it's not in an x files flavor at all yeah uh, like, I didn't know what those characters' names were, but, you know, the, the image of Ray and Reyes standing over the body in that river. Yeah, it um, looks exactly like X-Files. It really, it really does. And I just, I, in my head, I, I call them Scully and Mulder. Yeah. 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 So, or, or Scully and Scalder yeah. to make them similar <laughs> like Reyes and Reyes. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they add these three other characters as Ray and Reyes kind of hunt down their leads for their investigation. These three other characters are kind of people of interest. Um in 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 their case, and we'll, yes. we'll we'll talk about all of them and their characterization when we get to them. 
um, as you said, they are very well sketched characters, and you know, I want to heap some love on them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as we mentioned, this is a really successful Kickstarter. Um, they nearly doubled. They had a, a $375,000 goal. They nearly doubled it. Um, did really, really well. Yeah. And uh, I think this is a great um, case of how to do Kickstarter backer contributions. Absolutely. Um, you know, you play Shadow on Returns, and it's like, oh, half these Mr. Johnsons uh, <laughs> have ridiculous neckbeards. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I know who these guys are. And then you play uh, Tides of Numenera, a game I really liked, but there's this whole area. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, they tend to be like physical spaces. So you look at something like, um, like Hollow Knight, uh, and it's this whole other just kind of like, well, here's an area you can ignore because it's a bunch of like, you know, uh, uh, Kickstarter people, yeah, say, saying little in jokes for their friends. Uh-huh. Um, here they very smartly, uh, it makes sense. Yeah, the two kind of ways they they put Kickstarter backers in. Yeah, we should uh, we should talk about those. Uh, so the game has a phone book. That often contains, you know, hints of like notable characters you need to call to make things happen in the world. Um, but the phone book actually, uh, there are like three thousand plus entries in it of people who gave it a certain tier, um, and if they opted to, they could send them an audio file to use as like a voicemail message. Yes. So it's and you get the impression. So this is again really kind of clever and fits into the game because you get this sense that uh, this is a huge town and no one is home. <laughs> right. Like I, I love, I love the feeling of like going through just hitting random numbers for a while. And it's just like, nobody is home. Like that is a weird kind of creepy thing. Yeah. Uh, an accident. Yeah. Um, the other one was people wrote a uh, library books. There's a library mm-hmm. and uh, it has tons of book titles and little poems and things like that. Little one page stories uh, that people did. And there's just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of them, mm-hmm. but it, you know, you, you have other things you're doing in the library. It doesn't feel like you've, walk through a gate and it's like okay here's the kickstarter zone where i can stop paying attention <laughs> right. it's more like oh like you know i have to be in the library anyway and if i pick the wrong book like there's something kind of weird there yeah um i picked up a, a you know, i read just a handful of those and most of the ones i read were pretty funny there was one that uh it was called what is dog and it is a book about what dogs are from the dog's perspective Oh, what is dog? In, what is dog? Yeah. Like we've been we've been too greedy with who is who dog we start with the basics <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Uh, well, who, well, who comes first, right? Yeah, that, that's the one hundred percent true. Yeah. Um, uh, and what's kind of neat about this, and again, that could just be considered a lot of like cruft. Uh, actually, that's really similar to the uh, card catalog of Monkey Island too. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, if you're um, if you're using a controller, I don't know if there's a similar button on uh, on the PC. You can snap to important um, kind of points of interest. If you do that in the library, it'll automatically uh, snap you to the important book you're there for, mm. um, you know, as opposed to like going to look through this kind of random assemblage of it. That's interesting because I, I kind of thought that, that was a because uh, it, it tells you the section. Yes. So I ended up kind of flipping through the books. I, there may be a button for that, but I, I didn't yeah, find yeah. it. Yeah. There was. It also may have been patched in. We'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but um, the. Uh, the the big difference I think is because of Ron Gilbert's kind of pedigree, um, people who made this like took it seriously. So it's not like in Tides of Numenera where you find the tomb of Boner Lord, yeah. um, and it's like it does, or the graveyard in Pillars of Eternity where you you know you find like oh here comes Boner Sam, uh-huh. um, you know formerly Boner Lord before the controversy. Uh, it's it's people like actually tra- played along, mm-hmm. you know, and knew his sensibilities so much that they actually tried to make things that might fit in. Yeah. And I'm sure a bunch of them are, you know, hot garbage. Probably, there are probably some Boner, Boner Lords that yeah, will yeah. the library, Boner Mites, <laughs> in the books. Yeah, and I didn't, uh, I, I didn't 
you know, specifically find any. I'm sure they're there, but it's a very good way to handle this. If you pick up the game, go to uh, go go to the phone book. You'll find my name in there. Call my number. You'll hear me, you'll hear me sit, remind people to watch out for fireballs. It's true. Yeah, that is the uh, I, there's the first one I uh, looked for. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a there's a bunch of different you know speaking of those updates uh, kind of tangentially there are a bunch of different options to control the experience. Yeah. Um, when you start out, you can select hard or casual mode. Um, you can turn on in jokes mm-hmm. or turn them off in the menu, and you can even change which way the toilet paper is oriented in one of the bathrooms. Yeah, uh, which is very cute. Um, it's, it's very cute, w- but that's another one of those as a hot dog a sandwich debates that I am just sick and tired of. It's it's yeah it, it's it's ascendant. It's like the new hot dog a sandwich right thing. It would yeah. be great if like things didn't get run into the ground. I know like, right? there are potentially fine things, and then mm-hmm. it just becomes. Like the the very first time someone did the hot dog as a sandwich mm-hmm. thing to me, I thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I I was late on the joke part of it, so I wasn't just like, well, what if a waffle's a sandwich? You know, like, <laughs> essentially, the, the joke is just saying things that clearly aren't sandwiches and then just being as pedantic as, you know, possible to right, right. gerrymander the definition. Um, but I was just like, huh. Yeah. You know, like, I'd never thought of that before. That's an absurd question. And then just, like, you know, uh, cut over to a calendar with the pages just flapping in the wind, <laughs> falling off as just the months go by of me seeing this shit on Twitter. <laughs> yep. you know? Just uh, eventually, you know, the seasons change, like the uh-huh. sun shines on the calendar and then the leaves Everything fall on the calendar. And, turn, turn, turn. You know, and it just, it just keeps going. It's like, God, guys, like, <laughs> uh. um, so the toilet paper thing is also. Yeah. And they're all pale imitations of if a dog wore pants, would he wear pants like this or this, <laughs> which is like. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's very good because it's like one a good question, but two you get funny pictures with it. Yep. Um, but as, as far as controlling your experience uh, goes, um, we should talk. I want to talk about the hint line. Yes. Uh, because that is so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, they patched it in. Like this game has, uh, you know, added some content after the fact. Um, the things they added are really meaningful. Uh, things like the characters being able to talk to each other, which was kind of eerie before. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, an arcade, which we'll talk about, which I think is kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. But what is awesome is they added an in-game hint line. Yeah. Um, which it actually uses a, uh, they used by permission, um, there's a Twine game that I used as kind of a universal hint system, the times I had to look up hints for this. Uh-huh. And they it's the same uh, structure as that. They they use that with permission hmm. uh, to add like an in-game diegetic like hint thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I think it's a really smart way to do one of these games because as, you know, I've argued a bunch of times and especially now because like game difficulty and how to play games is kind of like in the discussion right now or in the, the discourse. Thanks to Cuphead. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, exactly. Thanks to Cuphead. Um, and to that Assassin's Creed tourist mode. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the big, you know, big thing. But, you know, my I fall down in the camp of like you bought the game, play it however the fuck you want. Like, right. Cheat codes didn't ruin Doom. Like having, <laughs> uh, you know, having this hint line doesn't ruin this. No. Like. You know, I, it's uh, yeah, I could push through if I'm really frustrated, but let me decide when I'm too frustrated. I don't need, you know, any yeah. people on a message board telling me when I am too frustrated, <laughs> right. I should push through like go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And this is, you know, it's like it's a pretty it's a pretty difficult game puzzle wise. Like some of the stuff that happens is pretty obscure. Uh, some of the things that it asks you to look for are pretty well integrated in the background. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like the, the game makes a joke of pixel hunting. Um, but you have to do like a, a fair degree of that um, in, yeah. in this. And, it, and it's by adventure game standards, like fairly long and fairly complicated. Yes. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that quest log and that lets you put this game down for a few days and come back and not be like, well, what the fuck am I trying to do? Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, and that hint, hint system helps with that. Like it yeah. is kind of a long, complicated game. It is not, uh, the puzzles are really well designed, um, even though they're hard. So, you know, a lot has been talked about adventure game puzzles being bullshit. Um, there are, you know, a couple of minor exceptions, but for the most part, everything feels fair. It just, some of the stuff is pretty tricky. Right. Right. So, so that is, uh, you know, usually the, <laughs> I think the distinction is, okay, this, this can be hard in the moment. Do I look back at this and say, oh, that was bullshit. Once I, once I see the solution laid bare. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yep. that's kind of, kind of not really the case. Um, a lot, you know, most of the time in, in this, uh, so this is kind of distinct from the way that Monkey Island, uh, those remakes handled the hint system. You have to call a number. One character always carries a cell phone, but you don't always get reception. Um, and uh, your hints that are kind of available to you are based on whatever, like where you're at in the game and what, what kind of stuff is available. And you ask kind of vague leading questions like, oh, I need to get my character out of this location. Yeah, I need stamps. Yeah. You know, th things like that. And the game knows where you're at. Yeah. You know, so it can, it can tailor the hints specifically. Uh, Cause there's a weird, weird concept with like adventure games back in the past is if those people didn't have hints, but they did, they used phone numbers and they bought books. Right. You know, so it's, it's a, uh, it's not cheating folk. <laughs> um, super cool. Um, I, I really like it. And there are enough phones in the game to make it like not a pain in the ass. Right. And there's a little bit of friction to getting a hint to stop you from doing it. At your first impulse, but there's not a uh, friction to stop you from doing it at all. Right. And then it's up so. to you to decide to stop using hints to, yes. to kind of get off of that. Yep. Yep. And if you can't control yourself, you can actually turn it off in the console. Hmm. Uh, so the, uh, you know, they understand that there are some people who are just like, I can't have this option here because I'm not an adult. Um, <laughs> well, <and> hey, <laughs> it's, it's, it's something. It, <laughs> I, I don't want somebody to feel bad. I, 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 I don't I, want I, somebody to feel bad. I, 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 I'm always annoyed when someone's like, well, if it's there, I have to use it. Like, <laughs> right. right. What, what is this? What universe do you live in? Where no, like, like, it just is yeah. like, sometimes it just, uh, like the way that they present the hints, you know, like you have like m multiple levels. So it says, Hey, go, go. It asks you a question like, Oh, have you seen somebody with X or Y? And every time you keep pressing it, it gives you more and more like the temptation to hit that and get, and actually get the solution as opposed to the hint that leads you, it's pretty, it's pretty strong, at least for me. And I can understand the idea of wanting to t take that away from yourself. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. On, on, I, on, I, I, <laughs> my, my sentiment here comes from the fact that like, oh, I don't want people to feel bad for using hints, you know, because. No, no, again, I don't want there. anyone. I think you should, you should use them. But if you're like, I just don't understand the, like, I don't have self-control. I'm going to ruin this for myself and then blame the game. Oh yeah, blaming like the game is kind of dumb. Do. Yeah, like I see, I see that all the time. Like, oh, like it's in the game, so they they fucked it up, and it's like, well, no, no, you know, like it's yeah. it's the same people complain about Vita Chambers and Bioshock. Yeah, you know, like go, go back to the Bioshock episode and hear my you know me talk about that because it's the same basic thing. Like, if you fuck the game up for yourself, I don't think that's the game's fault. Right. Um, yeah. You know. So, yep. I guess I guess uh, we we were talking about two different things. I yeah. I, don't, I don't think you should blame the game. Yeah, I, I, yeah that, I guess that's that's more what it is. It's like people who get, yeah, you know. yeah. and like I don't, I don't keep cookies in the house. Like I, kinda, <laughs> I kind of get it, but yeah, yeah, it's just video games aren't cookies, man. <laughs> um, except for Cookie Clicker, uh, of course. But that's more about making cookies than consuming that's them true. than yeah. eating cookies. What a cookie eater! Mm. That's that's the endless clicker I want. <laughs> um, it's a sometimes clicker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's do it because uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Oh, 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 oh,
Uh, so the game opens up mysteriously. You know, uh, tells you this takes place in 1987. We see this mysterious red light flashing on and off. We hear a gunshot, uh, and we're looking at the Welcome to Thimbleweed Park sign, and the population ticks down from 81 to 80. Yeah. Yeah, dun-dun-dun, murder. Um, and then we get into a part. I love the way that this game is uh, divided into chapters. Yes. So it's another way uh, that it kind of focuses your attention on a task. Mm-hmm. Um, you have kind of an overarching uh, task. Right. For, uh, for any given chapter. So part one, uh, the meeting. Yeah. Um, and you're playing as a character, you know, who's going to die. <laughs> you, you know, Boris is not really a uh, a factor in the rest of the game, except as a MacGuffin to get everybody in place. So, you know, you start as Boris, who is this investor from Germany. He's carrying this thing called the Pillow Bear. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a Pillow Bear prototype. Pillow Bear prototype, yes. Yeah, because that, that ends up becoming important later. He is a part of the puzzle uh, as to who who was the actor in another another mystery in the game. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But he, uh, uh, you know, when he went to his hotel, he found a note saying like, hey, meet me down by the river. Yes. Um, yeah, so on your way down there, you run into uh, Willie the Wino, uh, which just doesn't seem that sensitive of a portrayal of a homeless guy, but that's okay. No, not at all. Let, 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 let Willie Wino go by. <laughs> uh, I like his voice actor a lot. Oh, it's very good. Cool. Um, and he's yeah. uh, he asks for uh, for whiskey, and he kind of tells you a little bit about the town. You don't really know what any of this stuff means, but you, no. you figure it out as the game goes on. Um, and he says, like, hey, I'm glad that Chuck's dead. Right. And we're like, who's Chuck? <laughs> what do you so, mean? Like, we shall l- find out. Let l- l- Chuck? Chuck the plant? Yeah, tell me, Chuck. Goddamn Chuck. <laughs> um, and this gets into uh, kind of a soft entry into the uh, the scum engine, the scum way of doing things. You have your own your your own little note here, which acts as a to do list. You have to you know knock out a light, you know turn off mm-hmm. the light with a rock, um, and then proceed uh, over to the right, where uh oh, a shadowy figure comes out and attacks Boris from behind. Yes, and and you can be forgiven uh, in this part one playing it, thinking this game is going to be kind of spooky. Uh huh. Like I, I was like expecting it to be like, oh, I'm sure it's going to be funny, but maybe it's going to try for horror in more spots, and not really the case. No. Is this first part is is kind of tense and 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 a little bit creepy. Yeah. Uh, and then that goes away. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, also like Boris is too stupid to live. He found a note that said, come to this mysterious secluded place, make it dark and also don't carry any ID. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which is a pretty good joke. Like, and, and just, uh, and just goes on to do it. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, you know, knocking out the ID, this is just literally teaching you how to use your verbs. Right. Um, this is the tutorial, which mm-hmm. is really smart because adventure games like traditionally don't do that. No. Like I can't think of a part in monkey Island that was like, let's give you, you know, the puzzles do get harder, but like, mm-hmm. Let's give you a series of tasks that aren't really puzzles just to get you used to the interface. Yeah. So for as complex as this game is, they make a lot of very good choices for somebody who might be new to the genre. Yes. Um, like, you know, consider this as just one screen that you're that, that you're operating yeah. in here. Yeah. The game does a great job of like kind of spiraling out to scale right. in terms of character and space. Even uh, new areas will open up. Right. As well as you go. Uh, so Boris has just gotten clocked and uh, that moves us on immediately to part two, the body. Yes. This is where we're introduced to Angela Ray and Antonio Reyes, who are here to investigate the crime scene. They have to move quickly because the body is starting to pixelate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is the first of the kind of fourth wall uh, breaking things, which is a, a device, divisive thing. Like I'm looking up on uh, 
on message boards and reddits and the like yeah well that's why uh, they gave you the ability to turn off the end jokes exactly yeah. yeah you can you can you can literally toggle it if you don't like it <laughs> um i'm i'm way into it yeah uh, i think i think it's it's real fun it's it's part of the story <laughs> yeah. like i don't know yep. um, um <laughs> we'll yeah, talk so, about so, ray and reyes yeah let's talk about these two characters so um angela ray is uh super tough and mean Mm-hmm. and no nonsense and this is because she is a criminal right <laughs> uh, and the game doesn't just tell you this yet um there's kind of a cool thing where you can kind of go into the character's inventory and look at their stuff and get a better idea of them right um and this tells you at least that she is not with the fbi right yeah like she says we need to solve this quickly so i can get on to my real task you know yes and strangely enough uh reyes who's kind of this naive uh kind of agent who is going on about how he's there from the from the main office in albuquerque uh you know <laughs> ray doesn't believe him as she shouldn't <laughs> he is also there for his own for, for his own kind of reason yeah it's a, it's like a sleepless in seattle like two people pretending to be fbi agents right show up together and like that's a very funny situation that we don't get to see on screen <laughs> where like they're like oh you know like, <laughs> they didn't say they were sending anybody else so yes yeah, of course like, i'm know. an agent's when they first meet, which is very funny. Um, but they're both, you know, they're both doing this as cover because uh, they're kind of expected to. Yeah. And uh, you spend this time, you check out the body, you collect a kind of a limited amount of evidence. Um, just as a disclaimer, we're not going to say, like, you pick up this and then no. you use this. We'll talk about the puzzles in kind of general, you know, kind of an, a high level view. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, that would be just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That would be a, a walkthrough, which we don't do. And we always make that disclaimer. But just so you know, we're going to say, hey, we leave and go on the highway and I don't want anyone being like, yeah, but you do this thing with yeah, the body. But, but you took the picture of the body, uh, which yeah. actually d- is a great way because Reyes has the film and Ray has the, uh, the camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that teaches you how to like hand items over from one to the other. Yeah. Which is, which is fantastic and ends up being um, mildly, you know, about the, about the same level of convenience as day of the tentacle eventually becomes very convenient and easy to do initially can kind of be kind of a pain a little bit yeah you know making my main character go to the the character uh jail to, <laughs> to go to go spring an item out was kind of annoying and yeah. eventually this gets solved right um yeah so as, after you uh you collect some evidence you head out on the highway um and there's uh tons of junk on the highway this is a really one of my favorite jokes in the game that you pick up because of adventure game uh-huh. uh stuff and you are just cleaning up the highway <laughs> yeah. like it is literally just garbage that you're picking up off the highway yeah there's there's an open tuna can there's a there's a flyer advertising the circus in town uh yep. stuff like that that is very funny <laughs> yeah some of it and, and a character says something about it or there's a sign yeah. that says something like you know be sure to clean up the highway and uh it's it's having a little fun knowing what you're gonna do right because right. who knows if you need that tuna can <laughs> uh you don't yeah, yeah exactly yeah there's there's uh this is where most of the item craft in the game is actually mm-hmm. <laughs> is on this highway which is very funny it's it's quite good um yeah. halfway into town you find uh, uh you're almost run down by a by a van by the pigeon brothers plumbers yes <laughs> these are full-grown women um dressed up as pigeons who are very weird this is the introduction to the kind of the twin peaks quirk because you know they kind of don't apologize for nearly killing a federal agent they're more kind of obsessed with the signals being strong tonight yeah yeah and uh you know they're like, oh the signals are strong and you say oh should i save my game uh <laughs> you know and they respond the game was actually designed to not have any dead ends or death but i but you should still have a sense of tension and danger <laughs> uh, which is very very cute yeah um, um these guys will end up being a puzzle 
you know, element later. Right. Um, but it's kind of your introduction <laughs> you, to them. You, you ask them why they're the Pigeon brothers, not the Pigeon sisters. They say, oh, well, our, uh, our, our dad expected to have boys. Uh, this is also a little piece of like Ron Gilbert having kind of the same sense of humor or reference pool as me because I immediately saw, oh, Pigeon sisters, like from The Odd Couple. Hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> they're characters <laughs> in The Odd Couple. They're called the Pigeon Sisters? Are they plum? N- n- what? Do they, do they plum? Are they plumbers? No, no. There's the Pigeon Sisters. Instead of laughing, they coo. Oh. Yeah. That, what weird. a knee slapper that show sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> they also look vaguely, vaguely like pigeons. But no, I was like, oh, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, he's he's totally uh, nodding toward that. There's another one of those later on that I really enjoy. So In the 70s when they did sitcoms, sometimes they'd be like... What if two characters had a name that was a bird and kind of acted like the bird? And then the other person in the writing room would be like, yes, go. And then they would have this whole character, uh, you know, set up as these recurring characters where their name is a bird and they kind of act like a bird. Gary, I'm not, I'm not praising their decision. I'm just saying. I know. know. I'm just pointing out how ludicrous it is that, uh, that 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 was a thing. thing Yeah, that was a thing. Like, I guess good job, guys. Um, it was the movie, you know, not the sitcom, by the way. Oh, that, I didn't know there's a movie. Um, yeah, the sitcom was based on the movie. Oh, yeah, Walter really? Matthau and uh, Jack Lemmon. Yeah, I thought that movie came later. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah. I don't know which one. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. That's the. Yeah. <laughs> gotta move on, man. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, <laughs> uh, so, so you get past them and you get into town and uh, immediately um so things are you know not right like tons of things are being are closed down this is like a depressed town mm-hmm. uh, it seems like tons of places and you get this uh there's a weird security va- camera view that you get of the two agents right uh, going oh. in and you'll notice if you keep an eye out there are a lot of little security cameras kind of about right uh, in the game so it is this weird already kind of weird like everything is closed down for economic reasons <laughs> or shut down for other reasons burned out destroyed yeah. uh, and there are cameras everywhere my favorite one of those gags is that the real estate office is for rent yeah that's that's very good <laughs> yeah. um so yes this is a depressed town nobody's really here uh yeah like it said the the, the sign says the population is 80 um and uh the phone book has three thousand names in it uh, yeah some, something but... something's not quite right um and as you approach city hall you are greeted by the sheriff of reno yes uh who you know is it this is this is i bet you a real love it or hate it character whether you find this guy annoying or, or funny mm-hmm. um he's the sheriff of reno because he says a reno at the end of everything yeah um and he leads you to city hall uh, to meet the coroner who is the same actor <laughs> yep um this the this the same appearance you say like hey you look exactly like him oh some people say we look at we look alike around the eyes around the eyes but i don't really see it Uh, the the sheriff is a reno the the coroner is um what is he what is his uh i I forget i didn't make a note of it yeah yeah there's a reno there's a reno it's like a a a rufo or something Mm -hmm. like that or a rooney or Mm -hmm. something like that like um very very cute this is also on your way in here is the first time you run to a drinking fountain (laughs) Um, and I love the drinking fountain joke. Like uh, the way you interact with it is a dialogue tree. We're like, ooh, water. And then you come over and your your options are like slurp, 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 glug, 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 <laughs> sip, sip, sip. And then the, it's just the character saying the thing. Yeah. Like, gulp, 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 gulp. Yeah. Uh, and you just can kind of just sit there and drink water for forever hearing the character make water onomatopoeia. <laughs> yep. um, it gets a little uncomfortable um, with, with Dolores and especially with Ray because it does sound vaguely... Uh, 
uh let's say oral sex kind of a little bit yeah yeah especially with ray whose voice whose voice actress is i think maybe maybe like four degrees too sultry she's pretty sultry dude (laughs) she's fine like i think the voice acting is generally really good it's just uh Mm -hmm. it is a very strange thing with 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 them yeah oh yeah um especially you know so um and there as you went as we mentioned you meet the corner um and he explains uh the Pillotronics Crime Lab. Uh, so you see, keep seeing this Pillotronics. So we've seen a Pillotronics bear, if you recall. Oh. <laughs> becomes important later. Um, and these kind of, uh, these lab machines that uh, we need to, you know, we're, we tell them we're investigating a murder. They say, this is what we're going to need. Uh, we're going to need a blood sample. We're going to need positive ID on the body. And we're going to need, I think, fingerprints? Yeah. Or like the murder weapon. Uh, you're going to need fingerprints. So the three machines, um, I think in, uh, let's say, ascending order of, of humor, there's the Facetron 3000. Um, mm-hmm. there is the Fingertron 3000 and Ray's like, what does that do? Yeah. <laughs> <it's>, it's, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the Bloodtron 3000. Bloodtron uh, 3000 is a really good turn of phrase. It really, really is. Um, and this is getting, you know, it's not just, a like a, a way, a way for them to adventure game eyes, the, uh, the investigation process. It is kind of telling you something, you know, this town is built around this pillow factory that is more than just a pillow factory. Everything is powered by these tubes, um, mm-hmm. and their entire justice system, um, is, uh, kind of given over to these seemingly infallible machines. Yes. Yeah. Which is uh, ludicrous. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, and something's immediately up with these guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you, you know that they're, you know, they don't seem that concerned. Like, it immediately gives you the small town with a secret vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the 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 sheriff, the coroner, and eventually the 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 hotel clerk are all going to be conspiring to uh, to sabotage your efforts. Yes. Yeah. So this opens up kind of the rest of the town. We have our idea of what we need to do, um, and we're going to go out and start looking for persons of interest. Um, and you do that just by kind of going to different locations around the town and talking to people. <laughs> yeah the next um kind of kind of noteworthy landmark that you're going to go into is this snd diner um and snd stands for sandy and dave the uh protagonist and damsel from maniac mansion yeah um, this is where they settled down. <laughs> this, so. this is the life that they have made for themselves. The head cheerleader and the star quarterback. Um, yep. It's good because you primarily interact with Sandy. Uh, Dave is in the back uh, looking looking and sounding a lot like Shaggy from... Uh, uh, no, not the Jamaican singer. Um, uh, oh, gosh. The Informer? <laughs> uh, from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah, from Scooby-Doo. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Sandy's kind of like real acerbic and they're both kind of real disappointed with how things turned out. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the, the diner is disgusting. Yeah. Of course, very early on, uh, I think it's, if you eat the hot dog, uh, <laughs> immediately go into the back alley and vomit, uh, <laughs> your guts out in kind of glorious, uh, pixel art. Well, it's one of my favorite things because every character has a different vomit pattern. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and you want to make everybody eat this hot dog and go vomit. Right, right. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I don't understand why you have to eat them. Like why you couldn't just buy them, but it's a it's a fun joke. So yeah, you you eat them immediately. Yeah. Like I, I don't remember what it was, but I remember getting to a puzzle thinking like I would like to take this with me. Uh huh. Like I would like this hot dog for something later. I don't know what. <laughs> um, and my character just immediately downs it and then goes and pukes in the alley. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can't name too many situations in which I eat the hot dog at the location at which I procure it. A hot dog is almost always a second location kind of to go food. Yeah. Yeah. You're like Frank from It's Always Sunny with those uh, convenience store hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, um, pocket dogs. Yeah, pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so you, you essentially, you know, you say, hey, is there anybody suspicious in town? We're investigating this murder. Um, and they're they're a little cagey, but they tell you the story of Ransom the Clown. Mm -hmm. uh, who hangs out down at the old abandoned circus. He's <laughs> um, so. got serial killer written all over him. Mm -hmm. um, and this introduces us to our third character and gives us this kind of playable flashback. Yeah. Um, so I was initially a little bit, uh, had a little bit of trepidation about Ransom. And I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't know, a little, it might, might be a little much. Ransom's great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was surprised by how much I liked Ransom. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I mean, so his whole thing is he's just, he's just like mean and swears a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it ends up, I'm, I'm surprised by how well it works. Yeah. Yeah. So Ransom, like he's, he's a clown, but he's also like this insult comic. Uh, is his is is his whole deal i love his voice actor an awful lot oh, yeah. like he, he he sells it um i also like the gag where you know they, they 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 cover up his swearing by beeps but everybody else when they swear or when they're talking to him or quoting something they just say beep instead of yeah as if that's what they're they're hearing and down yeah. down to his his pet named little beeper yep <laughs> uh, which is which is great yeah so this is this is very good it is it is somehow filthy but also clean at the same time you can tell exactly what he's saying because you yeah. know the parts of speech are always correct but it's quite good because it's fucking <laughs> so he's saying like nine times out of ten oh of course a lot of bleeping yeah it's not like you say that you know i need to find my shit in shoes <laughs> <laughs> it's generally fun but what if i step on something on the way to the shitter yeah like, what if the shitter is full and i have to empty the shitter gary we're 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 gonna be late for this pussying movie. <laughs> like it, it's always fucking if if, it, yeah. if it's got an ing at the end. True. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, you have to do the scavenger hunt for his clown stuff. He's got a feud with the guy who runs the midway. Um, but yeah, you eventually get to the get to the show, um, and do your little insult uh, parade, including insulting a kid's wheelchair. <laughs> Yeah, it's like one of the when it first starts out it's like hey you in the stupid wheelchair <laughs> <It's> like, whoa <laughs> i love it pretty intense um, so um, you, you insult a bunch of people and the people you're insulting are really upset about it everyone else laughs you know right. but you're you're a cruel cruel mm -hmm. jerk yeah uh, until you eventually uh insult an old woman uh for being old yeah and uh, she turns out to be madam morena yes um, um, who is a roma uh who curses you Mm-hmm. Yep. Lay, lays a curse on. You'll never be able to take your makeup off. Like crusty. Yeah. Say <laughs> makeup. You know, like uh, that. It's crusty. Yeah, it's crusty. Um, and then you know, after this, he goes to try and wash it off. Uh, a bunch of other bad stuff happens. His deal with the pillow factory to make uh to make ransom plush dolls uh falls through. His wife leaves him. His uh his, his lawyer abandons him, and he loses all of his money. Like basically, everything falls apart either because of this curse or because of his behavior. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he he is a cursed haunted clown in the abandoned circus. <laughs> right. Prime suspect, one would say. Um mm -hmm. also if you look around in that crowd, because people will uh say like, Oh, didn't you see it? You can see a bunch of other like LucasArts characters uh, in yeah. the crowd itself. Yeah, pretty fun. 
Uh, it reminded me of a uh, Snatcher with all the Konami characters in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when, and eventually, uh, you know, so you get this little story, this little flashback. You come out and uh, Sandy and Dave start. They're like, as you're leaving, they talk to each other. Right. Like they're they're planning something. Yeah. That never goes anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are actually a bunch of things mm-hmm. uh, like that. Like these little little notes. And when I was looking at, uh, you know, the online discussion of this game, um, you know, there are a bunch of people who are like, you know, who want every plot element kind of spelled out, um, who are really upset by these kind of things and oh. don't realize um, you know, as we'll get to the ending, which has a meta turn that makes all that stuff meaningless, but they, you know, oh, it's a cop out. I got invested in these mysteries. And the whole idea is to have this kind of comedy Twin Peaks setup. Yeah, yeah. It's... Where everyone is suspicious and everyone's plotting and things like that. It doesn't really matter what they plot. It's just a it's a setting. Yeah. Thing. It's definitely a setting. And I am I'm definitely OK with a piece of fiction implying that other characters are on their own adventures. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's genre stuff. Like Twin Peaks doesn't explain everything. No. You know, X-Files doesn't explain everything. No. Like none of the things that this is homaging wraps up all of its, its things in nice little bows. But somehow because of, of video games, like people got very upset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by this stuff. And it just, it's amazing. Yeah. Like uh, there's this, you know, this 50 th- you know person comment thing on, on a Kotaku article I read. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> like, you, I feel like you guys might have missed it here. Yeah. Also, it'd be ridiculous if the main characters of another Ron Gilbert game ended up being the villains of this one. That like, would uh, Yeah, that'd be something. It almost pushes credibility that they're here. <laughs> well, know? there's as we'll get to when we get to the ending, there's kind of an, you know, if we when, when you get to the ending and you explore that mansion. Mm hmm. Uh, it is essentially, you know, it has a lot of things from from Maniac Mansion. Yeah, yeah. So there's kind of an implication that Maniac Mansion was based in this town or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least that's what I took from it. Who, yeah, uh, yeah. who knows? Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not even leveling that as a as a real criticism. I like that uh, Sandy and Dave are here, especially like yeah. Sandy, Sandy's uh, characterization. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so if you um, if you take one of your agents, uh, I, Gary, you'll need to let me know. Um, I took Ray behind the diner. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if this can happen to Reyes, um, but for me, Agent Ray got attacked and uh, was kind of abducted and taken to the sewers. As far as I know, it has to be Ray. Um, that's what happened to me as well. Okay. I, I so. also wasn't doing a lot with with Reyes because I didn't find him to be as entertaining as Ray when when he was interacting with uh, the other characters. Me too. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like there are funny character quirks to kind of to Reyes, but Reyes is like the innocent shy guy. Yeah. And I wanted. Uh, you know, one of my favorite parts of these games where they have the different dialogue options as jokes, mm-hmm. you know, in Monkey Island and stuff, is I want to insult everybody and and be mean. Mm-hmm. And Agent Ray was really good for that. Yeah. <laughs> so so same kind of thing. Um, you know, so so she gets uh knocked on the back of the back of the head, and I thought she was dead. Yeah. Uh, because that the last time someone got knocked on the back of the head, uh, we went and investigated their murder. Right. Um, and like the like it was the same person who did this. Yeah. The, the yeah. same shadowy figure. Um, and we see this through the uh, we see this through the the security camera. You actually need to like walk around as Reyes and start solving other puzzles for a bit before you can switch to uh, to Ray mm-hmm. again. So yeah, like I thought, like oh well, that sucks. I'm down to one character now. Uh, no, you know, and I thought it would be very interesting if like I fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like that was something that like it wasn't part of the story that had to happen. Uh-huh. It's just like you can still beat the game. It's still designed so you can't fuck yourself over. But also. You can you can screw up and characters can just die. Yeah, they'll have your rain. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's yeah. way out of character for this. Yeah, 
Yep, yep. Very uh, strange. But I was along for the ride. And so uh, maybe the Pigeon Sisters were right. Sorry, the Pigeon mm-hmm. Brothers were right. They designed it so you couldn't fail, but you did feel a sense of tension. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh the way you get ray out of the uh out of the diner you have to <clears throat> out of the sewer uh yes now out of the sewer from behind the diner um you have to get her to a to a payphone uh down there uh reyes needs to drop her a dime that he gets uh from uh, uh turning in a bottle yeah yeah, yeah. But, the, but, but the sheriff won't just lead you out of there he blindfolds ray <laughs> so well and it's kind of weird because the number you call it's not like you just call the police right like you call a number it's like written on the wall mm-hmm or something like that, like in case you get kidnapped here. And again, this is all red herring weirdness. Yes. You know, like it, it's pretty, pretty likely that the person who knocked her out was the sheriff. Uh-huh. You know, um, but other than that, uh, this doesn't add up to a whole lot. No. It's giving no. you that sense of just kind of, you know, Twin Peaksy weirdness, which is very, very specifically constructed to a purpose. Right. Uh, which we'll get to. Uh, when you go to leave the outs- uh, go to explore the outskirts, rather, you get a cutscene of like somebody calling the sheriff and telling them to kill the the agents violently. Like the sheriff yeah. is bad, bad news, but he never follows through. Yeah. <laughs> he's too busy being in three places at once. Yeah, exactly. I said all his costume changes. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a weird Al concert. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Um, uh, uh, you know what? I just realized that, uh, and and maybe the voice actor is the same too. That's the same gimmick for um, the uh, headmaster at the camp and Psychonauts. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Even though like Ron didn't have anything to do with that game, so I wonder no, if it's no. uh yeah, curious. Yeah. Um as you uh you get to the outskirts, um and you start uh you know, you can't leave. No. Um, you know, if you do the sheriff will stop you and say you need to have a map. So you want to stop into this quickie pal convenience store and talk to the clerk, uh Leonard. Yes. Uh who's related to Bernard to Bernard. Like he, yeah. he he talks about how his parents uh are angry that he's not a he's not as successful as Bernard, he went off to MIT, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, you know, but you talk with him and say like, oh, he saw Willie the town drunk come in and pay, uh, for his booze with a bloodstained wallet. Yes. And we need blood. Yes. For the blood tron. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blood for the blood tron. Blood, yeah. Blood, blood for the yeah, appropriate tributes. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we need to get that. Um, we want to buy a map, but the sheriff came and took all the maps. Yep. Uh, so again, the game is limiting your exploration area until it eventually opens up. Yes. Um, one of the streets is blocked by a fire hydrant that is blown and the pigeon brothers are fixing it. Uh, you need to get a vacuum tube before you can go down that street. Yes. Um, and you find uh, conveniently, there's a bakery that has tons of vacuum tubes, uh, in the, uh, in the window Mm -hmm. and you go in and you're under this character who like, I think looks like a pixelated version of Ricky Lake. Oh, um, isn't her name Ricky? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it looks like Ricky Lake. This is weird. <laughs> Nobody remembers Ricky Lake. No. Like, this is the first time Ricky Lake has been said by anybody in about two years. So, <laughs> mark yeah. the occasion. Like, that is that, that that is quite funny. Uh, she's a great character. She's, she's super helpful. Uh, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you say? You walk in, you know, the sign outside uh, outside says bakery. It's full of tubes. I'm like, hey, you should probably rename this if you're not a bakery anymore. Um, and so you can tell her uh, to rename it YouTube. Um, I don't know if you can name it anything else. I've never seen anybody name it anything else because you YouTube is what's joke that? options and YouTube's a, YouTube is the best one. Right, right. But yeah. I never like at the, at the risk of not having a store called YouTube. I picked that first <laughs> because I want a store called YouTube in this town in 1987. Yeah, like every once in a while you see those stores that just on the side just say eBay. Yep. And it's like I, we sell your stuff on eBay. Like it'd be amazing if there are stores that were just YouTube. Yep. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> 
They just have a couple of a couple of dipshits on the back who will insult you uh, for anything yeah. you try to do. Yeah. Yeah. Scream at scream at horror games. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So you buy the right kind of tube to help them fix that, and that opens up the way to a couple of places. But for our purposes right now, you need to go to the bus station where there's a fancy lady um, who Ray mistakes for or Ray is mistakes for a prostitute. But is actually, uh, you know, related to Chuck. She is one of uh, Chuck's nieces, I think. Yes, um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she's uh, she, she's Dolores's uh, sister, so she would be yes. one of his nieces. Yes. Um, and she is, you know, completely aghast because um, her sister might be the person who who, who killed this person. She is uh, dreadfully suspicious of Dolores because she programs murder simulators. Yes. Yeah, exactly. She's she's involved in those damn video games. Um, we get another flashback introducing our fourth character, um, Dolores, who, uh, as we mentioned, you know, a, a very, very charming, well-realized character. Yes. Um, you don't get uh, lady nerds in games like this. No. Like, it is just such a uh, heavily, like, male-skewed thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it is really good to have, like, a... a you know, or a realistic looking, you know, it doesn't look like a lady nerd, like, um, like on the big bang theory, like if they put down their hair, they would look like a model. Right. Kind of thing, you know, um, the, uh, it looks, you know, she just looks like, it looks like an average looking woman mm-hmm. who's like a, who's like a huge nerd and way into computer shit. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Yeah. Like you just don't, you don't see that very often. Yeah. Well, I think it is noteworthy. Yeah. And she's also like socially capable and generally competent and a good person. Like you could say that she's bland, except the way that she, she, she has enough agency and like relationship to the main plot of the story. Um, and she does a lot of really interesting stuff. So like that, like you, that, that doesn't actually hold water. The idea. Yeah. Of I think she's, bland. she's really charming. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have a, she, we just got introduced to Ransom the Clown who is like <laughs> very outsized. So she's more realistic. Mm-hmm than that but i think she's very charming yeah <laughs> but like from the first second you know where you where you play as her and hear her talk like oh this is not a murderer like her yeah. her, her sister is just you know a, a terrible person holding a grudge yeah yeah <laughs> um so we we as we learned about her and we're kind of hanging out in her house she wants to be an adventure game designer for mucus phlegm games mm-hmm. um and she's looking at the the application uh and she's kind of studying for it so this that's what, essentially what you're doing right uh, during this level yeah, yeah. Um, and so you go explore this mansion, uh, which is very, very similar to the mansion from Maniac Mansion. Uh, yes. To, the, to, you know, Ed's, uh, Dr. Fred's estate. Um, <laughs> to the point where, like, when you go into the library, uh, the staircase is out of order. And you fix it by removing the sign. Yeah, which I love. Because <laughs> uh, one of my favorite jokes from Maniac Mansion, one of my favorite jokes from this game. Uh-huh. Um, the reason why you go to the library, uh, which has those Kickstarter rewards, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. is to study for the test. Yes. Um, study the specific programming language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, you either memorize those details or like me, you take a picture of the screen with your, uh, with your phone and then just mm-hmm. reference it and do the, do the test. But your printer is out of ink. Um, and we should talk about um, who, who Dolores is, who she's related to and why her wanting to become an adventure game designer is um, important. Right. Yes. Uh, because we get a lot more, this comes to the four mm-hmm. uh, earlier on. And one of the things I like about these flashbacks, not so much with the ransom one, but for this one where you can kind of uh, do get a lot of background information before you actually need it. Right. You know, eventually we're going to be in Dolores's shoes and her familial relations will kind of come to the fore here. It is largely optional, but still important. 
Um, so she is Chuck's daughter. Uh, Chuck, as we mentioned Chuck's earlier, niece. Was, Chuck's niece. Or Chuck's niece. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, who was? Uh, uh, yeah, Chuck's niece. Who was? Who was murdered? Right. He is gone. Yeah. Ch- yeah. Uh-huh. Ch- Ch- Chuck. Chuck died under mysterious circumstances. Chuck is like the industrial uh, baron behind the entire like town. Hughes, yeah. You know, kinda, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a centric millionaire who powered this entire town. Yes. Uh, nominally with a pillow factory, but there's something more because he has also developed all of these machines that effectively run the entire town that are powered by these vacuum tubes. Yes. The um, the hydrant that we had to get past to get down the street was a hydrant tron uh, <laughs> 3000. So everything is actually super high tech for the 80s. Right. Uh, but also powered by these analog tubes. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Setup. Um, and Chuck, you know, you, you get to go talk with him before before he passes away. Um, you know, he is very invested in Dolores kind of being the heir, being the person who will step up and use her technical genius to carry Pillotronics, you know, into the next century. Right. Yes. And so her desire to not follow in the family's footsteps and go develop these games, you know, is 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 really a betrayal. Right. Yeah. Or he, yeah, he sees it as such. Um, and, uh, this is something that, um, her dad and her uncle are at odds with. Yes. Um, her dad is very supportive and we'll meet him later. I'm mm-hmm. um, very supportive, but it's, he's kind of the henpecked brother, uh, of, uh, of Chuck. Yeah. Who is kind of a bully, mm-hmm. uh, you know, during this, like taught her a lot about computing and doesn't like how she wants to use it. Right. So, yeah. Um, so <laughs> Dolores's printer is this robot typewriter that types on itself. I love that thing. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I want a little uh, little figure of that. That'd be good. Yeah. Get on it, fan gamer. <laughs> yeah. So, so you do, you know, you do uh, adventure game stuff. I think you get uh, ash and mix it with oil to make printer ink. Right. Uh, right. From the from the the chimney. <laughs> we also introduced the Doug here, who is the the family gardener servant or what have you, who just yells digging every once in a digging. while. Who's just digging in places. Um, I thought this was annoying, and then it went to funny again, and then it went to annoying again. So it actually circled around in the bad way. <laughs> yep. It's like this has to go. Yeah. Like, I was, I'm very annoyed by Doug. <laughs> Although I do like that his name is Doug, and he digs. I like his name, yeah. yeah. Digging Doug. Um, and he just digs inside. He digs everywhere, and they just, like, nobody else acknowledges him. He feels a little bit like a Delirium Tremens, like, hallucination or something. <laughs> yeah so um i i do like you have to go to the kitchen and the kitchen has all of the contents of the uh of the of the main mansion mansion kitchen kitchen. uh except except it's a it's it's bepis instead of pepsi yeah yeah um and dolores has to drink hot sauce to burn to burn the stuff it's it's real real goofy um so you put all this stuff together um prior to mailing off your uh, mailing, mailing off your application you can talk to chuck and there's an option to say hey chuck i don't want to i don't want to take over the factory i want to become a video game designer um this is one of those times where the dialogue it doesn't let you say what you're going to say every time you pick that chuck just ha- heaps on this praise oh i'm so excited that you're going to take over the pillow factory yeah Let's yeah it, it, he won't let you get a word in right you know and he won't believe you that you you don't want this. He doesn't want to hear it. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's a really kind of cool interface and uh, characterization intersection. Another one of those is when you go to mail off the uh, the application, Dolores has to psych herself up. You have to do the yeah. same command a bunch of times. Like, okay, I can do this. Um, very charming. Yeah, and and that plays into the finale. Yes. Um, you know, they they literally they quote that later. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so this is preparing you for that. So not only is it a bit of characterization, but it's also this thing to, to teach you to expect that, that sometimes yeah. your character will hesitate the first time, but you can keep doing that. Now, that doesn't work super elegantly with the fact that there are things the characters just won't do. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I wish that it was kind of pick a lane yeah. uh, with that, you know, um, because later on, there'll be situations where a character won't do something because they're scared to do it, yeah. uh, including Dolores. And no amount of clicking will get will get her to do it. No. no. So I just I feel like that was it's, it's it's like really like the it's been a while since I played this game. You know, it's been a few months, but it's like the one thing that stands out is like, man, I wish that puzzle was different. Yeah. I, I mean, puzzle like I, I don't like that that decision, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. So Dolores is accepted. She gets the job, but she has dropped from the will. She's basically disowned, you know, yeah. and has to move away because, you know, she does not have a life with her family anymore, which is super yeah. sad. Very sad. Yeah. So um, the way that you get out of town, you have to go into the newspaper um, and learn that this uh, <laughs> the sole journalist is listening to the police radio for scoops. Um, and, you know, here's a map. Yeah. yeah, she, Yeah. She's got a map, but she won't she won't let you take. You just have to call her to, to, to make her go away. And this opens up the broader town um, and gives you part three, the arrest. And something the game doesn't explicitly tell you. So the map is used for fast travel. Um, so it's useful as a, as a coupon or a key, but also uh, as, a, as an item um, for ease of use. Once you have made a copy of the map, the convenience store starts selling them again or giving them away. So you can get one for every character. Right. Um, at first I was like, oh, I have to choose who has fast travel. That kind of sucks. Um, Y'all just use one character to solve the puzzles and keep everyone else in character jail. <laughs> um, but then I realized, like, no, they can all just get their own maps and, and live free, you know, self-fulfilled lives. Yes. Uh, which they then they then did. Now that we have the map and we can travel around to different places, um, we have a couple of new areas of interest to go to. We can send uh, Ray and Reyes to the circus or to Dolores' mansion, um, the radio station, or the factory, which is all locked up. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of that's like, you, you can't really do anything there just yet. Right, right. You know? Um, so you mainly want to go talk to Ransom and the spooky abandoned uh, circus. <laughs> yep. Which has fallen into disrepair. Yes. <laughs> um, Ransom doesn't know about the body, uh, but he mentions his failed deal with with Chuck, with the Edmonds, uh, yes. the Edmund family. And so that gives him motive, which is pretty suspicious. Mm-hmm. Additionally, Dolores isn't ready to talk yet. Like when you go and ring ring the bell, she's like, yeah, I can't do this. We're, she's working on the will reading. Yeah, because, uh, you know, her uh, her uncle just died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other place you can go is the Edmund Hotel. Uh, where uh, one of the journalists talks about Franklin Edmonds' disappearance. This is a new wrinkle. Yes, uh, and we get another flashback mm-hmm. um, to our fifth character, Franklin Edmond, yes. who is Dolores' father and is the kind of nebbish uh, milk toast. Yeah, real, real meek, very uh, averse to uh, to any kind of conflict. Um, yes. And what he's doing is he's going behind Chuck's back uh, to talk about getting investment to retool the pillow factory. Uh, in order to make stuffed animals. And Chuck yes. is very much against this because that is beneath the, the, the dignity of the family. 
Yes, which are which are pillows. Um, <laughs> now, very noteworthy in his inventory, he has a pillow bearer prototype. Right. So keep that in mind. Uh, you know, you you will probably have forgotten, but somebody else had a pillow bearer prototype mm-hmm. earlier, which uh, squares a circle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're you're trying to get in. There's somebody blasting music uh, in the hotel lobby, which is the first time. It's not the first time if you turn on the radio in the the cafe, mm-hmm. you hear it. But there's like a a, a pop song. On the soundtrack of this game that I love, it's great. Uh, this kid, this kid is blasting, and uh, it is uh, extremely good. There's a version when you search for it on YouTube, you have to search for it without lyrics. Uh, there's Ooh. a version with somebody singing over it, and I don't know if it's official, um, but they're kind of off key and bad. That's not good. Uh, and the instrumental version is where it's at. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, you hear it all throughout this game. I probably use that as the uh, as the intro, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's very good. There is an intro song, but it's it's not particularly noteworthy. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so you got this kid blasting this music. Um, let me let me see here. Um, you you can go up to your go up to your room. Um, oh wait, no, you can't you can't sign in because you need to you need a disguise. You got this kid who's wearing these Groucho glasses because it's the hippest new thing. You have to use uh, slang from the '80s to convince him that you know what's hip. It's very uh, good. And what what I like is you have options that are from from today, for like from 2017. So you can you could basically talk to him like a time traveler from the future. future. Yeah. <laughs> um but you get your groucho glasses and go up to your room and you find out oh all of all of the hotel rooms are outfitted with uh hotel trons uh which are which cameras is a camera pointed right at the bed. <laughs> yeah. Like right at like if you were if you were going to Plowtown like in this bed it would be right up your butthole. <laughs> right. Like as you are missionarying a uh, a lady right right as you're going on a mission yes <laughs> so to prep for the meeting you have to cover up the hotel tron camera um again uh creating this sense of okay well something you know like bad Something's things can happen yeah, yeah yeah um so the way you do it is is the classic you take a picture of a clean room you know <laughs> and and put it in front of the camera right so it's still seeing that using gum <laughs> yep uh and then you call the investor say hey we're ready for the meeting uh he goes to the door oh it's you how how did you know i'd be here i want i, yeah. I you should drop it <laughs> yeah um, exactly um, said, drop it um and yeah franklin is zapped and dragged from the room yeah done 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 <laughs> um so as agent ray you get you know, so now that you know this you're in the hotel that's how you got the flashback um, as, a, as a Agent Ray, you go check out that room. You're looking for the, the place of uh, his death. Um, and uh, you get a cutscene of Franklin's ghost. <laughs> um, he has been kind of press ganged into service, haunting this hotel. Uh, and this is our fifth and final character, and the one that is the most mechanically different. <laughs> yeah. um, Franklin the ghost, whose all his verbs are replaced with a spooky font and different, like, ghost things. Yeah. So he can chill things, he can zap things. Um, it's very interesting. Like he kind of, instead of having inventory, he has these, uh, these ways of affecting the world of ghost mastering. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, of actually doing, uh, you know, interacting with the world directly. So instead of using something electrical, um, it gets a little like weird, especially I hate the elevator in this, in this fucking hotel. It takes a really long time. Yeah. It's like in, it's in real time. Yeah. Like, and, and that, that drives me nuts as well. I do not like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you like when you're Franklin who spends all of his time in the hotel with like one exception, uh, you end up having to pick zap to, to, to use that. It's just, it's just weird little friction on top of that. So that is uh, more to say 
that Franklin is great because he, you know, you're doing spooky ghost verbs. You know, he's floating yeah. around. You can go through doors. You interact with other ghosts, like these people who died in different time periods who are kind of being pressed into service by this bully ghost. Yes. Yeah. Um, all of which I like. I also don't like the elevator. I don't like, you know, you can get off on any floor mm-hmm. and there's a lot of just kind of cruff. Yeah. On those floors. Again, realistic, but also I feel like the game had um, in the town. You know, they had a bunch. One of the, one of the reasons why all the businesses were closed was not just to show the depression, but it was also like, hey, it's an adventure game. We're gonna have like six prime locations in this town, mm-hmm. and we need to uh, keep those separate. Here, they didn't do that. Um, every floor of the hotel is actually just kind of made and rendered, where they could have just been like, you know, floors three through nine out of order, and come up with a jokey reason. Mm-hmm. You know, the real reason would be for adventure game reasons, uh, but it would kind of cut down on the again on the cruft. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, especially because navigating to all of them is a bit of a pain. Yeah, just make it move faster. Like, I didn't mind doing the zap. I didn't like waiting for the elevator to come down. Um, so much so that I ended up going to the second floor um, just to save myself a floor of waiting. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was faster to walk up there. It was silly. Uh-huh. Um, on the second floor, we'll get to it, but there's a, a sci-fi convention going on. Yes. A Vimon sci-fi con. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, ThimbleCon 87. Which uh, uh, Fan Gamer makes a really great shirt of, which is on his way to my house right now. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Um, so your your goal, you know, the, the the task that Franklin has been given is to scare a couple of people in the lobby. Yes. Uh, and these um, other and your, are... your goal by by the bully ghost. Yes. Yeah. It's not like you're taking it upon yourself to do this. Like bully no. ghost makes you do it. No. Um, I I love the uh, like just <laughs> the other ghosts uh, doing stuff to like you know, to, to what the other character just appears to be regular spooky things. Like there's one who is making the, uh, oh gosh, the revolving door spin by blowing on it. The, um, mm. <laughs> the woman in the, uh, in, in the elevator is just pressing a bunch of the different buttons when you try to go to the penthouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Pretty good. Um, and yeah, and there's a, we didn't mention it, but the hotel clerk is the sheriff again. Yes. Uh, yeah. so he's, those are his three roles. I think we mentioned earlier, but you interact with him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the people you need to scare is Ray. Um, I, I assume Reyes can also be in this position. Um, and she says, you know what? Even though I don't believe in this, I'm going to act scared because we need to get on with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you scare her by freezing the drinking fountain. Yes. Yeah. I'm blowing cold breath on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, uh, this, after you do this, uh, this allows you to get into the room as Reyes, um, and find the victim's passport, which mm-hmm. means you can do a positive ID on him using the face Tron with yeah. the picture you took. Yeah. Um, so tell me, is there a reason to get the wrench Tron? I... Yeah, you use the wrench Tron. Um, I'm trying to remember why though. This is, is probably infuriating to somebody who remembers it very well. Yeah. Um, there is, there, this is for a puzzle, but I can't remember what you do with it. Yeah. I, I just, I just forget. I tried using it in a bunch of places and I never actually got it to work. So it might be for something optional. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure, yeah. but you, you know, use, use Franklin to get the pigeon brothers in there because they are, you know, they have that supernatural specialty. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we have all the characters available to us, we can skip around to them and jump to them at will. Um, but both Ransom and Dolores can't leave their starting area before they do, you know, before they uh, accomplish a couple of tasks. Yeah. So let's free them. Yeah. Um, starting with Ransom. Uh, so Ransom lives in that abandoned circus uh, <laughs> and he's using the midway as a trash dump. Like it is just like literally, you know, uh, living absolute squalor. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's funny, but it's also kind of like weirdly tragic. Yeah. Like he's constantly trying to wash the makeup off and it won't come off, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird. But the big thing is he won't leave, you know, even though he recognizes he has to go, he needs to feed his uh, his little beeper. 
mm-hmm. his pet. Um, so you had to find Little Beeper, uh, which is, of course is in the microwave, which yep. nice little nod. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you try to microwave, it says, what kind of psychopath would do that? Yeah, what, what kind of fucking psychopath would, <laughs> would do that? Um, and then uh, you had to find popcorn for him. Mm-hmm. That's what Little Beeper eats. So Little Beeper is probably like horribly malnourished. Right, right. Popcorn uh, is basically insulation. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you have to go gather up the popcorn, uh, which you can do. You can distract the mice with uh, with moldy cheese, and they'll gather all of it up for you. Yep. Um, yeah. So Ransom, in his trailer, he has a delivery notice, which you can take to the post office once you're able to leave. And he has some product prototypes, um, his Ransom wallet, and a candy dispenser that throws deadly, deadly sparks. Sparks, yes. <laughs> Again, shades of crusty. Right. Um, that wallet is important because uh, we ran into, uh, remember, Willie the Hobo used a bloody wallet to pay for his booze mm-hmm. and uh, he likes ransom the clown so when you ask him for his wallet as an fbi agent he, you know he says hey where's your warrant uh but if you'll trade him some ransom gear he will give it to you right so um you can change to dolores um and she has to handle some family things uh, before she can leave the house uh you have to mm-hmm. study your ascii charts call the lawyer who's away he's at ThimbleCon, so we're going to do that later uh, and you can also use a receipt to get a tube puller yes yeah. So we're we're putting together the the rest of our kind of face tron, uh, you know, finger tron, finger tron and uh, blood tron uh, here. Yes. Um, so looking around, um, we can find uh, there's a chainsaw in the bushes kind of down by the river where we found the body originally. <laughs> and if you have the gasoline from Dolores's mansion, you can use it to cut away these trees blocking the sewer. Yeah. Um, and the chainsaw itself is a is a callback to the Maniac Mansion. It's called the Chainsaw of Disappointment. Anytime yes. you look at the gasoline, like, oh, it's only for chainsaws, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah, um, exactly. It's amazing when you go to, you know, cut this down. I used Ray, you know, and she does like a couple of different uh, like evil dead poses before she takes it down. Mm. Like, holy shit, 20 years later or 30 years later. Oh, fuck. You're finally <laughs> able um, to uh, uh, to use the chainsaw in one of these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> After uh, several games. Um, worth as you're going through the sewer you we find these specks of dust which we've been finding this whole time um <laughs> when earlier uh you mentioned the making a joke about pixel hunting mm-hmm. uh, this is what it is as you uh you collect specks of dust on the ground um they kind of randomly spawn yeah uh, i don't know how random it is but you can go through an area it won't be there and you'll come back and it will mm-hmm. um, you get an achievement for getting all of them yeah uh, but that, that's it and uh <laughs> it is cute your characters will say funny things about them yep um <laughs> these are my specks of dust. Yes. Yeah. There are many like them, but these are mine. Um, mm. <laughs> so at the very center of this kind of nightmare maze, you find uh, Willie's home, you know, where he is living in absolute squalor. Um, and he's got uh, an ice pick there, which is bloody, uh, which has fingerprints on it, which is quite obviously the murder weapon. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have enough blood for the blood sample. That's why you need the wallet. Yes. Um, which, again, you remember uh, you trade. Uh, with the ransom the clown wallet um you also need to absorb the blood on the body um yes. so you uh you take the toilet toilet paper from the bathroom by the convenience store and use it to <laughs> absorb the blood which is, yep. yeah it's kind of weirdly like grizzly and biologic for a game like this <laughs> right. um, but then it's too soggy for the machine so you have to use the hand dryer on it so gross super gross yeah all that bathroom is a fucking nightmare too um, yeah it's pretty nasty yeah <laughs> especially because the toilet paper is a sandwich so. <laughs> uh, you also need to lift the fingerprints using the uh, raised fingerprint kit um you know and some tape from the post office like just a bunch of like adventure game kind of stuff yeah you know, just going it, around uh you know checking out and it's all again we're glossing over it but it's all very fair and good yes you know yeah. like you look at your fingerprint kit and it's like well it's missing tape right 
and so, then you know where, where, as you explored you probably saw a tape dispenser yeah where where have you seen tape yeah yeah um so you go back you know you have all three of these reports the the main machine that your restaurant has been sabotaged the, the 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 tube is gone which means oh well, that was there before wasn't it um yeah well the the sheriff is trying to stop you from you know from from proceeding uh dolores can actually get this rare tube from a robot head in chuck's lab using the tube puller which will power the device um yes. and this gets a little like weird because all of a sudden these people who are suspicious of the agents are starting to work together um there's mm. not very much uh <laughs> dolores doesn't really have a reason to power up the arrestron no no i mean they start um one of, that's actually one of the things that uh it makes more sense if you have the characters talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, in the developer log, they talk about that being a reason why they added that was players, you know, were like, I don't understand why any of these characters are talking, like, are working together. Um, if they talk to, if you have them talk to each other, there are conversation trees that kind of explain it. Yeah, um, um, it's still a little flimsy, but then they, you know, at the very least, there is an explanation. Yeah, you know, they talk about it. So it, with Dolores, it is, uh, you know, her her dad's missing. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's helping out because. You know, she 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 wants to get to the bottom of that mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have them talk to anybody else until like really late in the game, too. So yeah, that's probably how I missed a lot of that context. Yeah, I had to, I just ended up looking up that stuff online. Yeah, as well. Yeah, because so. you played before that was added, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the machine gives an ID for Willie. I mean, that's that's where everything was headed anyway. Uh, it was pretty mm-hmm. obvious. And so you go and you you you, you arrest Willie. You know and you're you're <laughs> there's a funny sequence uh ray and ray are talking to each other like okay which one of us is going to be good cop which one, one of us is going to be bad cop i picked the option that only works on tv uh <laughs> but you still go and do it at the barest suggestion that they're playing good cop bad cop with them uh was <laughs> like no no not this i confess <laughs> uh what's what's great is uh you can uh <laughs> You you can get him to confess to it. You know he he obviously didn't do it, but uh, th- this is played for jokes. Um, and say like, well, what else did you do? And he starts saying like, oh, I murdered JFK. I kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. Um, yeah, I, I'm uh, uh, what is that? DB Cooper. Yeah, like he'll, he'll kind of go money. through a bunch of famous famous crimes. Yeah. My my favorite one. He says, oh, I designed the O ring, and the character's yeah. like, oh, too soon because yeah. it's, it's, it's a year after the Challenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, pretty funny. But yeah, they've got their man. And so Ray and Reyes get on a bus and head out of town. Yeah. And weirdly, like, that's kind of the first arc yeah. of the game. Like, we know that he's not going to be, you know, the actual murderer. But it, it is a weirdly segmented game because this is kind of the fulcrum on which the game rests. Right. So moving on to part four, we now are just, uh, we have Dolores. Um, I think it can still be Franklin. Yeah, but Franklin the two agents have a lot are to gone do. for now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, uh, we're moving on to the other mystery here uh, with part four, the will. Mm-hmm. Um, and each character, like as you kind of, you know, switch to them, they will summarize their goals. Right. We'll say like, hey, we know, we know you just like accomplished a big task. That's the first third of the game. Here's what we're working on now. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's useful. It is a very uh, conscientious re-rack uh, yes. that they do. Quite good. Um, so in the time that has passed, ThimbleCon has begun, opening up a couple new rooms. Um, only Franklin can get, can get in there now uh, because he's a ghost and nobody will stop him. 
uh, the other characters need to get uh, need to get their passes. Um, mm-hmm. You go and you perform a couple of things. You explore. After a few screens, uh, both Ray and Reyes uh, check back into the hell. Uh, the, check back into hell, um, where the hotel, <laughs> yeah. wearing the Groucho glasses. Yeah, yeah, and we kind of learn what their their you know main motivation was, what they were covering for as the FBI. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Reyes gets a call from his mother saying like, Hey, there's a package waiting for you. Uh, and Ray gets a call from a, from a Japanese person, you know, speaking about the mission and, you know, have you found what you, you know, what you're looking for, et cetera. Right. Some kind of, uh, industrial espionage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they get to the desk, they confront each other and Reyes admits, uh, he's there to clear his father's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we earlier learned about the pillow factory fire. Yeah. Uh, that kind of sent this town into a depression and that there was a security guard. Um, that was, it was pinned on mm-hmm. and, uh, we find out this was his father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and Ray, you know, again, like you said, uh, industrial espionage, you can tell her to tell the truth about why she's here. Um, mm-hmm. because you know, she's here to steal AI for, you know, the, the AI behind the pillow factory for a Japanese company. For but whoever she... umbrella's competitor is. Right. right. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Like... Uh, <laughs> but she lies no matter what uh she you know she says yeah i'm i'm getting i'm getting some of the technology for the nsa it's real <laughs> so she says i'm not i'm not an fbi agent with the nsa that was my lie mm. yeah i think the lie is the same every time yeah no matter what you choose to say mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but I, just, I thought it'd be funny to actually confess and it says something that uh that ray is so deep cover and so amoral that uh she cannot she cannot tell the truth even if she is compelled to yeah, kind of a lovable scumbag. Yeah. Um, Reyes got his uh, package from the front desk, and it's uh, from his mom containing his father's broken watch. Right. Uh, so, and as Ray, you get a strange tool that will be useful in the end game. She says. Uh, she says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so. It's important that she says that. Uh, um, so you can get into Thimblecon by winning this uh, trivia contest that the radio station is holding. Uh, but the numbers are you know, always busy when you call, so Dolores needs to reboot the phone system. Uh, the trivia is super easy. Like, it's very obvious 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, uh, this gets you in there. You can give your name as Guybrush Threepwood. Very cute. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and ThimbleCon is real cute. Yeah. Like, when you get in, like, I like this this uh, this goofy little hotel convention. Mm-hmm. Um, with, you know, somebody dressed up as Smock and somebody selling ships in a bottle. Uh, <laughs> Starships you know. in a bottle. Starships in a bottle, yeah. Uh, very cute. And then also, uh, either, um, Ron Gilbert or, uh, Gary Winnick Mm -hmm. will be there showing off adventure games. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's very cute because, uh, because Dolores cannot work up the nerve to talk to Ron Gilbert. Yeah. Very, very (laughs) cute. Um, he gets a cute little scene in the end and they do their actual voices. So yeah, very nice. (laughs) Also, uh, Dolores's lawyer is in here. Like he is there, uh, talking about the legal intricacies of cosplay yeah <laughs> like oh i don't i don't do cosplay myself but it's actually a very a very fascinating realm of law <laughs> <laughs> pretty good um so reyes's watch that he got is broken um and only willie can fix it so that is kind of the first task that you know not that you have to do but it's one that is obvious to talk about in this sequence yeah making notes for these games is real hard gary yeah because you, you can do it in any order <laughs> right um but uh so willie you know he he is destitute because his jewelry store um you know went out of business yeah um, which we saw it was right on the the site uh you know town it was yeah. right on the edge of town yeah and only willie can fix this watch but he needs tools and he needs theorem and music to focus yes <laughs> um so you get the tools from a ship in the bottle uh builder uh who is in uh thimblecon mm-hmm. but he wants a hamburger 
Um, so eventually, uh, each character eats a, eats a hot dog and puke. So then Sandy will eventually serve you a burger. Yeah, she doesn't want to open up a package of burgers. Yeah, while well, there's still hot dogs. <laughs> I imagine restaurants work that way where they just serve you every food in order. Yeah. Like, like efficiently. Like, um, uh, so, you know, this burger is no good either. Right. Um, so this, uh, th- this makes the shipbuilder go puke. Right. As well, even though he'll keep eating burgers, um, <laughs> you know, and, and we'll keep going. And this leads you to his room where you can find the tools. Right. right there. Uh, the theremin music is a little bit trickier, um, and especially yeah. getting it set up is a little bit trickier. Um, it doesn't communicate this. It doesn't say that that's one of the uh, one of the prizes. But there is a Ransom the Clown lookalike contest off to the right of ThimbleCon. Um, <laughs> so you need to get Ransom, uh, get his joke book. Uh, this is kind of frustrating, too. I forgot about this. When you go to grab his joke book, one page flies away, and it doesn't mm. show you where it lands. Like, it looks like it blows all the way across town, when in reality, it just gets stuck on the trailer across yeah. him, across from him. Yeah. It's a little bit annoying. Yeah. Um, eventually, you move a uh, trampoline over there to get it. Yeah. But I'm I'm so charmed by the idea of Ransom entering a Ransom the Clown lookalike contest, and everyone <laughs> doubting that he's going to win, and, and all of it, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know, he is Ransom the Clown. One of the entrants is just wearing a Ransom the Clown t-shirt. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he doesn't win. He Everyone says the costume's roll bad, and he gets third prize. Right. Uh, which gives him a record of theremin music. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so there is no record player in the jail, so you have to put this on the radio. Um, and the radio, as we mentioned, it's playing the same song over and over again, the same wonderful song, um, because somebody has broken in and is holding the radio station hostage, like this protest kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing where they're, they're just playing this, uh, this song. Right. Right. Over and over. Um, so there's kind of this puddle puzzle where you have to, uh, distract the DJ by turning off the radio tower. Um, so another character can slip in and put on the theremin music. This is that thing I was mentioning before, uh, only ransom can climb the radio tower. Yeah, turn it off because everyone else is too scared. Yeah, everybody else is afraid of heights. Ransom working on the circus has probably done some weird acts and things like that. Although yeah. he is he is very uh, annoyed by being told to do this. Yeah, because it's a long, kind of annoying climb, and I ended up having to do this a couple times. I missed some part. Like I I realized I could turn it off before I knew what I had to do in there. Uh huh. So I did that to see if there's anything in there I had to take and etc. Yeah, so it was yeah. a little bit of like fiddliness and moving people around. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you know, this, the, this draws the DJ away and somebody else can go in there and switch on the, uh, switch on the theremin music. Um, and then mm-hmm. while it's playing, you have to, you know, give the stuff to Willie. Um, <laughs> that is kind of explicitly the most maniac mansion of the, of the puzzles in this, I think, mm. because you are dealing with the movements of an antagonist character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to manipulate them and get them to move away uh, from things. Um, the lawyer who we saw in ThimbleCon will not come down and do the, the will reading because he doesn't, he's like, you don't have to prove I, you paid me to do that, <laughs> which is like a real you know, kind of dick move. Yeah. And there's a bunch of stuff with his, uh, I think you can get his receipt book from, uh, from your uncle's room, but it's not enough. He no. wants the cancel check. He's like, this just shows that you bought it, not that you paid for it. Yeah. Something like that. So you have to get the cancel check, which is pretty tricky. Yeah. I, 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 for, I mean, there, there, there's just a, a bank you go to and you go as Dolores and say, Hey, can I get this canceled check? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's something else you do with the bank. That's tricky is what I, what I must be thinking. Or oh, maybe yeah. I tried to do this as not Dolores and was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the tricky thing is uh, that that comes later with the obscene phone yeah. call. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so this satisfies one of, you know, one of Dolores's quests, you know, it, it allows the, uh, you know, him to return to the mansion so you can begin the, 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 the will reading. 
however, there are some conditions. The will itself is encoded um, and, and binary. Uh, and Chuck also says it needs to be read in his tomb, uh, which is locked. And Thimbleberry pie needs to be served, even though Thimbleberries have gone extinct. Yes. Yep. Um, so you uh, Thimbleberries are thought to be extinct, but you can actually uh, find some. Um, and in a kind of a clever thing, like we know where there's a baker, but I had forgotten that she was a baker because I changed <laughs> the store name. But the old, you know, the tube lady uh-huh. is now the baker. So she'll give you gloves that you can use to pick thimbleberries. Um, there's another, like, again, kind of minor. I feel like if there's a part of this game that has minor annoyances, the stack up, it's this chapter. Yeah. Because I, I think I went out to the berries without the gloves. Oh, yeah. And if you uh, try and pick them, your hands get injured or something like that. Yeah, right? well, you, you won't let you do it. So then I had to walk back. And there's a, a little bit of back and forth going on in here with, uh, you know, per, you know, possibly kind of improper signaling. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit annoying, but you get those berries and she whips up some pie for you. Um, no. You can decode uh, the will by using Dolores's computer. Uh, it goes from binary into um, uh, ASCII, but the ASCII is hex. You have to use Ron Gilbert's programming language, Advanced Basic, or something like that to decode it to superpower uh, her computer. Um, the tomb is locked up, like we said. Uh, the door, the button to open, it's on the inside, so we need to get Franklin there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in order to do that, you have to talk to Xavier, uh, who is the, the bully ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to uh, kind of cozy up to Clara in the elevator there. And she doesn't want to talk. She's just working, you know, sending the elevator to random floors and mostly stopping people from getting to the 13th floor. Right. Um, and you kind of small, make small talk with her and you find out that she's, she's hungry. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if you go as Franklin into the thimble con, you know, the snack table, which, oh God, a, a snack table at a con. That's really, really rough. Yeah. Well, we, 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 saw a snack table at a con. Yeah, we like did. The Milwaukee thing in that, that scary room. If you listen to the episode on the, uh, the pilot wings episode, you can hear stories of that <laughs> yeah. uh, twin peaks and nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was definitely affiliated with the black lodge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you look at that snack table as, uh, as, uh, as Franklin, you can see a piece of ghost cake, which apparently yes. is very rare and hard to make. When cake dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what, what to if, shoot like, it with a gun. We... Yeah, like every piece of food we ate created a ghost version of food. Well, it's just poop, and it's in the sewer. Well, that, that, that's it. That's its corporeal body. Oh, that's okay. not the ghost. I'm saying it leaves a ghost mm. version of the food, which would mean that, like, in a from beyond like situation, mm. we would be surrounded by ghost food all the time. Yeah, like my my like it, dining room table is just a. It is the most haunted place. Well, and people too. Yeah, like all the people who were in the spot. Like, if you could see ghosts for even one second. You wouldn't be able to see. It would be like, you know, you wouldn't be able to see your hand in front of your face for, like, ghost fog. Right, right. There'd be so many ghosts. Yeah, too many. Yeah. Somebody needs to fix this. Yeah, somebody needs to bust this problem. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, you get, you get the cake by saying, like, oh, Clara really wants it. And uh, the, the cake guard has a crush on Clara. Yeah, so. the g- ghost, ghost cake guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Clara wants ice cream cake, so you use chill on it to make it ice cream cake. It's very funny. Um mm-hmm. So, uh, in order to distract her further, you know, like you, you have ingratiated yourself to her and she says, Oh, I love television. It was invented after I died. And I love a show about cats. Like, Oh, that's my cat or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you can distract her with a TV in the hallway, uh, letting you get to the, uh, to the penthouse. Um, Mm -hmm. Franklin won't stand up to Xavier if you tell him to. However, because Claire is distracted, other characters can get up there and open the secret occult room. Um, and using a book from Madame Morena, um, and a flower from the gravesite, Franklin can open a door to go and uh, 
uh, get to the mausoleum and open it. I love the the instructions in the book, which are just like either say the specific incantation or just make something up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, so that lets you go to the uh, the tomb, and we get a very short chapter. Uh, that is the reading. Yes. This is yeah. just a single scene um, where the will is being read, um, and it's pretty shitty. Like, Doug gets a new a, a new shovel. Yeah. So good for, good for Doug. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> Doug is satisfied. Um, all of the money goes to this you know, amalgamated holdings company so that Thimbleweed County can be plowed to the ground for, to make room for a server <laughs> farm. Server farm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Dolores gets a Pillotronics t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> Which is very funny. Yeah. So she wasn't quite cut out of the will, but uh, nobody gets what they want, especially the spoiled sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who I love seeing her uh, and her creepy kid uh-huh. and her weird, like they've been at the will uh, when they were gathering for the will and uh-huh. they're, they're not used in any puzzles. No. Um, they're just uh, obnoxious. <laughs> well, if you try to talk to them as Dolores, um, I think it's the only person who can get into that room. Um, the sister's like, don't you talk to them. You talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're a real creepy little kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like how the uh, chapters are, are different lengths. Yes. As well. Um, that really helps with pacing because, you know, I saw that there were eight parts of the game, um, you know, but then some of them are that prologue mm-hmm. or, or uh, sorry, nine parts of the game. There's also the deleting, but uh, <laughs> you know, you end up with things like the reading here, which is like a, a five minute cut scene. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so this sets up the further exploits. Pretty much everybody uh, needs to get into uh, this factory, this abandoned factory. Um, it's on everybody's to-do list. So that is what we you know, turn to in the chapter yeah. called The Factory. <laughs> and they, they have reason to. Yes. As well. So like everybody, it's not arbitrary, right? So like Dolores is still trying to investigate her father's disappearance. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Reyes... Uh, Wants to, you know, his father. Yeah, he's looking uh, for evidence that'll exonerate his father. Uh, Ray's Ray. still looking for this AI code. It might be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Ransom wants in because he had that deal mm-hmm. with with uh, Pillotronics yeah. uh, to make those dolls, and it fell through. So he wants to see if he can get a little of a scratch. Yeah. So everybody's trying to get in there. The key uh, to get into that is in the bank. Um, and the, uh, the, the, the executive who is kind of keeping an eye on it is constantly uh, distracted by these obscene phone calls. Nobody can actually successfully do one. Um, you know, I thought Ray would be the one because of her voice. No, what you have to do is you have to make Franklin moan into the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he thinks it's Edna. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, again, little callback. Yeah. Yeah. Edna from a from uh, mansion. I should probably clarify. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Ransom finds a, a man in a pizza suit. Who is giving out these flyers for a secret meeting? <laughs> uh, we say pizza suit. He's dressed up as a giant piece of pizza. Yeah, even though there um, is no pizza place in this town. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and uh, there's a coupon for the pizza thing for a free uh, movie rental from something like a little red box thing. Yeah, it's like Movie Tron outside the uh, outside the Quickie Pal convenience store. You don't need to do this, but I I love this clue. I love the way this signals because you know you you put the coupon in. And the machine vends you uh, a Betamax of Blazing Saddles. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is a great movie, but I'm not sure about its ending. I love this. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really clever little clue. Yeah. Um, and it's really it's really smart uh, the way they did that, because originally the Betamax and the uh, Betamax player that's in the convenience store were used for a puzzle. Mm. Um, the puzzle got cut, so they repurposed it <laughs> as, as such a thing. Like this was originally going to be like probably a different movie. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, well, what, how can we actually, you know, use this? Yeah. So. Uh, but the flyer is mostly to advertise for this secret meeting that takes place in the in, in the forest, which we're going to see later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So inside the factory, um, or more appropriately outside the factory, there are these four security panels that we need to activate to uh, open the main door. Uh, one of which is blocked by this large truck with a dead battery. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a straight up callback to Monkey Island because you have to use Dolores's pewter math trophy to carry radioactive waste to this puddle revealing the correct path through the maze yes yeah you you put this waste this was a this i think was something i used the universal hint system yeah, yeah. Uh, i think this was a, a tough puzzle because the the forest is a maze it's the lost forest thing mm-hmm. and like all good adventure games uh it's not really a maze no um you know mazes suck uh it's actually just you have to figure things out so the way you do it is you put this radioactive stuff inside this puddle puddle so when people walk through it they leave tracks um you really only know to do this if you examined the trophy mm-hmm. um, and if you thought to take it. Yes. I was like, oh, this looks, it looks like background craft. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is just characterization mm-hmm. for Dolores. So yeah, I, I did not figure out this puzzle on my own. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a reach, mm-hmm. um, but it's good that it gets you uh, out of that having to do this maze. Yeah. Businesses are terrible. Um, you can take ransom back there and, you know, put the put the battery on on the electric fence because the meeting is taking place at the pizza place, which is a trailer out in the woods um, yes. that is kind of guarded by this by this fence. We're going to come back here. Um, I, I save that for later because what's in there is not important until later. <laughs> um, one panel uh, is powered by this very rare tube that YouTube doesn't have. But if you examine Dolores's T-shirt, it actually has a schematic for this, so Ricky can make you can make one for you. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, yeah. Then what? Um, Reyes's watch uh, is the key for the security panels once you've opened them up, mm-hmm. um, and this allows you to uh, and key by which we mean like the same way like a cipher key almost. It's not a cipher, yeah. but it's like a way it, to input uh, the correct uh, number sequences in it. Yes, since he was the uh, security guide, mm-hmm. and you go into his office and you can actually get the security handbook. Mm-hmm. Which uh, teaches you what to do, um, which is increment the time by five minutes for each panel. Yeah, yeah. You can also find a picture of Reyes and his family. Like, <laughs> that was a cute kid. Um, yeah, <laughs> sweet. He has moments. He has moments. I also, I love these. Uh, I, I love these input panels because they've got cool Nixie tubes. Uh, yeah. Doing the, the number readout, man. I I need to just like save up money and like pull the trigger on getting a Nixie tube clock. I fucking love those I, things. I like those things too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get that. I want to get a um, an oscilloscope. Mm, yeah. Like I just I like uh, science light. <laughs> science light. <laughs> I don't care what these are actually for. I just want the science light. Yeah, can you give me the science light? Uh, so, yeah. oh man. <laughs> so eventually, you open the door and everybody gathers uh, for part seven: the madness. <laughs> Yep, yep. Um, so the group walks in and sees that the factory isn't quite abandoned. No. It's full of gigantic operating machinery. Yes. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's foreboding again. Um, and the ground level is swarming with security bots. Yeah, that will tear you limb from limb. Yes. Yeah. 
So um, this is the first mention of it in the notes here, and you could find this earlier. Um, but part of Dolores's uh, kind of track in the in the mansion is finding Chuck's diary, which kind of mentions his descent into madness and obsession. You know, as he uh, kind of turns from developing these pillows to the pillow machinery to you know discovering the pillowtron uh, kind of vacuum tube technology, uh, and eventually starts looking at simulation and game design and things like that. Um, yeah, AI. Yeah, AI specifically, um, and the AI starts telling him to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is very cool. Yeah, um, but you go back to one of these diaries, which mention, mentions an incident with one of these things, um, and you can go to the library and get a manual to reprogram them. It's a uh, real simple, kind of like you're just changing these plugs around, but that mm -hmm. opens the way forward. Yep. Um, and as you kind of get in, uh, you know, the, the factory is this nightmare of like different robots and androids and machinery. All the equipment is on. And you eventually find Chuck's office uh, with a computer attached to a huge array of security monitors. Yeah. Um, we need to activate this and we need three things to do it. Yes. Uh, it's always three things. <laughs> yes. Uh, first, we need a floppy disk, which we can get from the conspiracy, the conspiracy meeting. You know, Ransom is the only person that they're going to let in. They won't let Dolores in because she's affiliated with Chuck and therefore the signals. They won't, they won't let the uh, the agents in because they're feds. Uh, Ransom's yes. the only one who goes in. Um, and, uh, you know, you get in, you hear them talk about the signals, talk about why they're underground, how they're being controlled, etc. Um, yeah. It's just full of minor characters from around the town uh, who are all yeah. kind of like in on this. Vision Brothers, stuff like that. I love that uh, you're essentially just going here to get the swag bag. <laughs> yep. Uh, and the swag bag has a floppy disk of hacking and a brick of C4. <laughs> um, which like extremely dark yep. um uh, so just a little bit of flavor you know people are mm -hmm. in on you know the weird things that are going on around here even if they don't know exactly what it is um you need the password to the terminal as well um and so dolores and ray need to replicate re replicate chuck's fingerprint to get into his safe um which has his notebook of very very bad passwords which are like pencil one two three level yeah. stuff we also need this hint guide. Um, so you need to force a reboot of Chuck's computer. Uh, that means doing something inside this text adventure that's within the game. Yeah. Um, we've seen that hint guide. It's at ThimbleCon. Um, so Ransom goes to ThimbleCon and trades his first edition Ransom comic for the hint guide. That lets you uh, do this secret kind of command that forces the game into a loop. Yeah, yeah. It causes like a, like a buffer overrun or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, Dolores fires it up and plays the game. Uh, you know, causing it to shut down. And this brings Chuck out of hiding. Turns out Chuck has, you know, he hasn't, hasn't died. He's uploaded his consciousness into the Pillotron machine in the factory. Yeah. Yeah. He shows up on all these monitors. Yeah. Like, uh, like laughing and doing insane <laughs> shit. Yeah. Every time he talks like a different monitor uh, with a picture of his face moves and all the others just kind of like, you know, stare. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and he says, you'll never uh, stop my plans and locks everyone in the factory. Yes. So um, opening up with uh, part eight, the escape. Yeah. So your options are very limited. You cannot call the hint line from inside the factory. Uh, you can only do it if you switch to Franklin, who's just kind of chilling. Um, yeah. I mean, like literally just kind of hanging out, but also chilling things because that's one of his verbs. <laughs> He's, yeah. He's zapping, zapping and chilling. <laughs> yep. uh, so there's only one door that you can really interact with. And there's this blast door. You have the, you know, you have the C4, uh, but you need a way to detonate it. You can have Ransom put it on there and use his, you know, clown candy dispenser uh, to 
<laughs> to do some sparks. It doesn't really blow up though. He's like, oh shit. It runs around the corner and then just, poof, and then the door yeah. falls over. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, you get inside. Uh, Chuck kind of taunts you from uh, screen because he has this laser uh, <laughs> ceiling that causes lasers to rain down from the ceiling. Yep. Uh, I said a laser ceiling that causes lasers to run. That was a bad sentence. I'm on cold <laughs> medicine, guys. Yeah, that's fine. You'll, you'll have to forgive me on this one. I got a stuffed head and I'm. Uh, <laughs> And they want it out. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, he's taunting you about this laser rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love I'd love the little bee here because like, oh, I need to turn on the volume on this so you can hear my maniacal rant. But, you know, like lasers don't make noise. You have to, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You have to make the noise yourself. Yeah. And we use that tinfoil from around the uh, C4. Yes. To make a tinfoil covered hat. Yep. To and reflect the lasers. I-, I love putting that on Dolores and having her run because like she's running and making the laser sounds as she goes and like doing these like little celebrations yeah. as it all bounces off. It's real fun. And Chuck's like, no, you're cheating. Um, (laughs) uh, Beyond this, there's a fan um, that, uh, not like a person is enthusiastic, there's a gigantic fan that is spinning, blocking the way further. You have to uh, use Franklin to call this phone hotline uh, to turn it off. You go through, and Chuck's servers are overheating, so you have to lock that person into that room by turning the fan back on in order to make anything operable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I had Dolores in here, of course. Of course, yeah. Because Dolores is the main character of this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's kind of ranting and raving and saying, like, you'll you never stop me, kind of doing villain speeches and, and what have you, um, until you start pushing in these gigantic tubes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he you know, gets more and more desperate. There's a part where he says, stopping me will only make me more powerful, mm-hmm. uh, which I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so the last one where he does the Daisy Daisy uh, 2001 reference. Mm-hmm. And uh, as yeah. you're about to push in the last one, he actually becomes himself again. Yes. He ungoes insane. I, I I love the uh well it could, because you're reducing the AI's capacity that is corrupting him. Yes. Um. I also yep. love that the model number of the tubes you're pushing in are PT109 tubes, mm-hmm. which is the the ship that Kennedy was on. Oh. Yeah. There's also a movie about PT109. The ship that Kennedy was on. Yeah. When he was when he served in the war. I, I don't. I don't. I understand that PT109 is. <laughs> is the name of that ship i don't understand why kennedy tubes are connected to this no no it's just a it's just a fun like if they had to pick a if they had to pick a letter and a number they just did that because it's a famous gotcha. thing yeah gotcha gotcha yeah i don't i didn't even know kennedy was on a ship yeah he served in the war like that was that was part of his whole deal he was a ship guy yeah huh <laughs> kennedy ship huh yeah, Kennedy, huh. Kennedy ship, Pigeon Sisters, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Kennedy ship, you're full of useful facts from the 18 fucking 50s today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only calling it out because I know it'll make you like angry because it'll. No, I mean, you. I'm not. I'm not angry. I just don't. I yeah. I I don't know. I guess I can see it. Like usually people use the Star Wars or Star Trek ship designation for stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like things that are being NC. Mm-hmm. whatever it is um anywho um so he's saying and he tells you the actual plot of the game hmm. which is what well, like chuck does yeah. when he says that uh they're inside a computer game um he the ai revealed to him uh that you know hey we're trapped like events keep repeating yourself and this gets really really cool and interesting this conversation yes because it uh starts becoming very meta yeah. um there's a part where he like he's actually like you know, when you respond to this, you're going to only have two options. Yep. And then <laughs> when it happens, you have two options and you don't, you can't do anything else. It's like, can mm-hmm. you do anything else? No. Yeah. You know, have you ever wondered, have you ever noticed anything strange over this town? And uses all this con- evidence that are essentially concessions to the game being a game. Right. Uh, as opposed to being a real place as kind of evidence. Talks about the phone book having way more people in it than the town does. 
talks about how there's only one child, but there's no school. Um, yeah. You know, uh, specifically saying like, oh, you know, those specks of dust you're all collecting. And like, well, well, yeah, you know, like those are actually pixels. Those are the building blocks of this world. The designers probably put that into, um, you know, uh, cater to the more the more compulsive players. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> and then you know? he and then he also like this. This is the reason why the in jokes matter. Like, have you noticed that everybody's talking about adventure games? And, like, and you can only say like, isn't that because they're great? Yeah, you know. And, and he's like, and he says, yeah, well, good point. And that's it. Yeah. So. And so, Dolores, you know, her like her options. You know, she she never is entirely on board. You know, because like, okay, well, like he's presenting a very good case, but also he could still be crazy. Um, it's it, it's handled very well. And, you know, I'm, I'm on board for this kind of meta. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely down for it. And it goes into, you know, weird places. Like this kind of thing is not new, you know, characters just, you know, realizing they're in a simulation as a motivation is not new, but it's, you know, what was going to be, this is the thing that people were complaining about. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is a huge cop out. What was the end going to be? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, oh, we figured out who the murder was and it was just like a mystery story, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yep, that's so. not special, and that doesn't really say anything. Like, this ends yeah. up being an adventure game about adventure games made by two people who helped create the graphical adventure game genre and, you know, made this because they loved doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very, very cute and kind of, like, has its heart in the right place. Yes. Yep. Um, so, essentially, he says, uh, in order to, you know, you're inside the computer game, in order to kind of stop this, and everyone comes in, so everyone's there, and he says, you know, you can stop this by kind of solving your issue. And I've have I have a specific event, you know, I'll prove to you this is a game. I have four items that are the exact thing you need to, you know, <laughs> to, solve, uh, your to solve your quest. Yeah. You know, and gives them each a, an unusual item. And for Dolores says this is the most important thing of all. You need to watch the original Kickstarter video. <laughs> uh, which is again like even more meta. Right. And she doesn't question it. Again, one of my favorite things when he when he's trying to um convince her, he's like, Have you ever thought about your mom? <laughs> and she goes no <laughs> it's like really really good like she didn't you know right so yeah so he wizard wizards goes all wizard of oz gives them these you know no- notable things um and we're in chapter nine the deleting um, yeah part nine the, the the deleting um and we're gonna go and resolve all of these characters little arcs and it gets you know pretty pretty heartwarming so like reyes you know his item is chuck's confession saying like oh i burned down the factory to you know, to basically create space to do all of my AI stuff. And I pinned it on this, you know, I pinned it on the security guard. He takes it to the, uh, to the newspaper um, to get it printed. She gets her Pulitzer for it. Um, yeah. And Reyes fades from the game. Yeah. It is probably the least interesting of the, of these. Yes. You know, is, is this confession? Cause it's just like, here's the, here's the confession. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, raises a little bit uh, better. She gets a game of the year trophy. Like, <laughs> what the hell do I do this? But you can give it to uh, Gary Winnick or Ron Gilbert. Mm-hmm. um at thimblecon uh for me it was ron gilbert yeah um, i wonder if it varies because when you go back um you know it does vary when you when you just show up there to do puzzles right and stuff um and they do a little dance <laughs> which is which is really cute and then yeah. run off um and this allows you to grab this puzzle puzzle dependency chart which her handler calls and says is the secret to ai and game design <laughs> yeah. um, doesn't make a lot of sense it's just a it's a box or it's a paper with boxes and lines um and so like she says hey i I don't want to die with this game can you get me out of here like okay well the money's in your account let's beam you out um say that tickles i mean obviously she's not being sucked into the real world because she was never real in the first place (laughs) um ransom's item is an i'm sorry i was an ass card (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I, which I really love it. Uh, <laughs> like a greeting card for apologizing to people. Yep. Um, so you can, you have to apologize to somebody. And this is a real weird meta thing that I didn't get quite at first. Mm -hmm. Um, because you have to apologize to Sandy. We know Sandy, um, you know, hates you. But the reason why you have to apologize to Sandy is because Sandy can send you into Ransom's flashback. Yeah. And that's what happened the first time Reyes and Ray showed up here. Yep. Because <laughs> they sent you into that Ransom flashback. So it is a power that Sandy has. Yes. <laughs> uh, very, very weird. Yeah. It, it is her role in the game. Like her her program can do this and initiate that other scene. Um, so like this gives Ransom a chance to go back and redo his performance to kind of retool his act to still be like insult based, but to be nicer this time. You know, yeah. not just kind of like to keep hitting somebody, but actually make it like constructive criticism, which wouldn't be funny, but ends up in him not being cursed. Yes. Um, and the, there's actually you have options here. You can be insulting again. It doesn't fuck anything you know, up. Right. Be an achievement for doing the meanest things you can do here. <laughs> um, just doing the apology note d does it well enough. Yeah, uh, I, I was not mean. I thought I'd fuck it up, but I read about that later. Yeah. Which I like that you can still, you know, ransom going to ransom. Yeah. <laughs> um, Franklin uh, doesn't get a gift, but he wants to say goodbye to his daughter. That's yeah. like his final thing. So you can finally kind of stand up to Xavier and say like, hey, you're an insecure bully. Everyone hates you. And you can you really lay into him like you can keep going, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's just like, yeah, your family, you know, probably misses you and you're spending all your time doing this. Like really, really like pour salt in the wounds. Yeah. <laughs> but that causes Xavier to have this breakdown, which lets us get this crystal that, you know, allows him to speak to Dolores. It's real heartwarming. It's like, oh, I'm really proud that you, you know, made made your own life for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, which is nice. It's very touching. Yeah. Yeah. But the the kind of the, the showcase here, the, the showboat one is Dolores's. Yes. Um, so when you watch the Kickstarter uh, video, the first footage it shows of the game um, just to kind of illustrate that it's an adventure game, and this is you know very clever and kind of meta, <laughs> um, as it says, like, you know, use a balloon animal on corpse mm -hmm. on the river. And doing this breaks the game. Right. <laughs> uh, here. And the game starts glitching, and you start panicking. And this sends you into a prototype of the game, um, which is, like, really, really weird and cool. Yeah. Like, all the graphics are very simplistic. It's kind of like MS Paint, you know old old style pixel art design like it's yeah. what they it's what the developers use to like you know make their characters walk around and test the basics of the engine um yeah. and dolores knows that like she you know she doesn't need to deactivate the pillowtron in her level in her world she has to go into the wireframe the original one and deactivate that in order to delete the game and there's there's again you know me being person who reads comments and, and stuff which i shouldn't do because like people are not good and smart um <laughs> it's full of people complaining about this being empty and like under featured i'm like can you can you miss this more you know can you miss the point of this more right you know it's like it's, it's unfinished it's not just uh primitive looking it's like you don't doors don't open there's no animations right like you you, you walk, walk through you walk through stuff that otherwise would you know animate to get out of your way like yeah. you, you there's, no, there's no like... music you know anything like that like it is it's very very simple mm -hmm. um and uh, in kind of a touching thing, when you go to your house, which you don't have to do. No. Um, you can just go to the factory and on the game. Um, it is the Maniac Mansion house. Yeah. Um, so, again, like having this kind of like layers of reality uh, going that this was the mansion that Maniac Mansion was based on. Mm -hmm. um, this was the family. Yeah. So, like, all uh, of those little similarities that you saw in the finished version of the game. Well, that's, you know, A, it was a call out to, you know, to speak to people who play the original game, but also you look at it and say like, Oh, the reason it's similar is because they just used the mansion as the prototype for it. Yeah. And then designed it and updated it for the, for the new thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, also, when you walk into uh, <laughs> when you walk into the kitchen, Edna chases you out. I love that. That's such a good Easter egg, and it's like super scary again. Uh, like, yep. you know, for Verno, I just say, like, oh, that, they wouldn't do that, and no. then there it is. <laughs> so. You go to the wireframe version of the factory to the original Pillotron machine, which is designed to look like this big monster, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, she says, so how strange that such simple visuals could cause so much misery. Yeah. Um, and starts putting in, you know, pushing in the tubes again. Um, and she has to psych herself up for the last one. You know, you have to go through several times, like when she was about to send off her, um, about to send off her application. Yeah. And then yep. when you push in the final one, the credits begin to roll. Yeah, and the credits have errors in them as you go. There's like like credits and credits theme dot wave not found. You know they're weirdly silent until eventually you get to the end and it switches to a Commodore sixty four boot screen, um, and somebody inserts a disc and starts the game again. Right. Restores the movie park from backup, um, showing that you know these people are continually going to be trapped. Right. They're going to continue going through the same motions. Chuck is going to get crazier and crazier, and the only way to release everybody from their misery is to uninstall the game and stop playing. Yeah, which is which is what I did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which made covering it for the show uh, tricky. Uh, which made I had to like watch some watch some let's play stuff. But yeah, that that is the end, and it is the uh, the hard kind of left turn this takes that is controversial. Right. You know, like I'm way uh, into it. Like that left turn is great. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very you know we we love the end of Monkey Island two, mm-hmm. which doesn't answer all the questions. No, and just suggests uh this kind of like meta thing like i'm always there for meta things and the the argument the biggest one for this one for me is like what was going to be the satisfying ending right for this rather than being this kind of love letter to adventure games uh you know featuring characters that love adventure games and kind of this homage that has like some of the best you know writing and puzzles like in in the genre mm-hmm. you know like we don't really you know we talked we called out a couple different gags but we didn't you know the the experience of listening to this episode is not uh unlike many of the shows we do is not a replacement at all for playing the game. Like right. you still play the game. There's a lot more jokes Yeah, and we glossed over almost all the puzzles. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so like, it is still, it's still worth playing. Like it is just this like expression of love that if it had just ended with like a reveal of the murder mystery, mm-hmm. you know, and even then it's like, uh, you know, uh, Boris killed Franklin and <laughs> right. the sheriff probably killed Boris. Uh-huh. You know, there's not, but people online are going fucking ape shit. Yeah. About it. And there's a part where uh Reyes w- wakes up on the uh the coroner's table. Um at a part we skipped over it, but like mm. I think it's when um or maybe it doesn't happen all the time, but yeah. it can happen. I yeah, think it didn't it's happen when, for me. Um I think it's what happens when when Ray gets uh knocked out. Mm. I think Reyes wakes up there. And people have like gone on uh like AMAs and, and stuff and just kind of hounded Ron Gilbert about this. It's like what what is that? Explain that. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying, like, it's not really like think of this more in terms of metaphor and like kind of step back. Yeah. Uh, which I think is good advice for like almost interpretation of any work of art. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, being being that in the weeds with the the timeline and specifically, you know, what happens uh, is probably not going to help your enjoyment. No. Of almost anything. Right. And so this will sound hypocritical because of the level of detail that we get into when we when we talk about these things. There's a certain there's a certain attitude that I really can't get on board with, which is like having your attention to detail be so finely tuned and so granular that even the smallest little like bit of sand or speck of dust will get into it and just stop the entire machine. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. you you can you can still be critical of a thing and not get kind of like entirely wrapped up or 
you know, derailed by some of these, by, by, by some of these. I know we're, we're talking about straw men. We're talking about people that we saw in comment section, which means we might as well be talking about literal monsters, but, um, you know, well, it's, a, it's a prevailing attitude. Like it's not, it's not most people, but it's, it's a pretty controversial ending. Right. You know, so it's not just like randos in comment sections. It's, you know, it was on the comments of a Kotaku article, which is essentially, you know, positing this. Right. You know, and I'm not trying to get like, oh, Kotaku. Like, no, you no. know, I, I don't go in for, for, you know, blanket hatred of game sites. Like that stuff drives me nuts. But I'm just mm -hmm. saying that it isn't just a couple of random yahoos. Right, right. Yeah. You know? um, and well, the, the frustrating thing about it to me is that the, the criticism feels unbased because they're saying essentially that those things, those unsolved mysteries are arbitrary. Right. And they're not to a purpose. And they are. Uh, it is it is a piece of misdirection, which is part of adventure games in general. Well, and also part of a mystery story. You have to have yeah. red herrings. Yeah, you have red herrings. And then also it sets up the it's the setting. Mm -hmm. Like having these little like it is a Twin Peaks homage. Like you can't you're not going to have everything spelled out. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I you know, glanced at tweets after the Twin Peaks season three finale. Mm -hmm. I know it doesn't answer every question. And people were, <laughs> you know, people wanted, you know, more from it. Like that's just kind of the nature of the genre. Right. And, you know, what what uh, Terrible Toy Box did was they took this uh, genre as a setting point and then it could have been anything mm -hmm. really to tell the story they wanted to tell, which was this love letter to kind of, uh, to adventure games and classic adventure games specifically. Yeah. yeah. So, you know? so the, the, the mystery story was a, was a framing for what they actually wanted to do and who this game is for, you know, like yeah. a, a straight up murder mystery would be uninteresting. What they're actually trying to do is, you know, appeal to people who played the things that made these designers famous like you can consider it to be either masturbatory or you know just them sucking the players dicks but like it, it accomplishes what it needs to accomplish which is building an entire story about these games yeah yeah and really really competently on the surface level too like not only does it have that meta message that is resonant for you and i but it's also you know the actual puzzles and actual jokes are very good you know there are only a couple of puzzles that i feel like are kind of bullshit mm -hmm. Um, it's a very functional, very playable adventure game, uh, which doesn't always happen. Right. And, yeah. you know, uh, it's a functional, playable adventure game that is full of, again, these very lovable characters. Not, you know, not always lovable. Some of them are absolute dipshits, but, you know, funny characters with personality that, you know, stick out and interact with this world. Like, yeah. they're great. Ransom is great, despite my initial trepidation about him. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, they're all well... I realize characters that all make sense yeah. within the world. Like it all follows yeah. in a way that I, uh, I really appreciate Like I know that's a minimum, but it just means that's what a good adventure game does. Right. You know, and if it can be make good jokes and make me think, and then also have these like cool story and the, this the kind of emotionally resonant uh, theme and everything like it is it a pretty unqualified success. Like when I first came off this, I was like, Oh, this is my new favorite adventure game. Like this mm -hmm. hits more of the high points of it. And it's definitely up there. Like, so, I mean, depending on the day, it, you know, top five, uh, pretty easy, you know, top three, pretty easy um, adventure games because it does everything that I want these games to do, mm -hmm. um, you know, without uh, without that kind of bullshit and without it does it better than uh, it reminds me a little bit of um, Shovel Knight, where Shovel Knight is not really like an 8-bit game. It's like how we remember yep. 8-bit games, because going back and playing, you know, uh, uh, even Monkey Island 2, which is a game I like, like there are ease of use considerations and there are a couple puzzles that are not ideal. Right. You know, and God help you if you go back to like late period LucasArts stuff, mm -hmm. which is a nightmare of like, you know, realm of that stuff. Like Grim Fandango is full of bad puzzles. Yeah. 
Uh, Full Throttle has like a bunch of those like action sequences that don't work. You know, there's a lot of things from this golden age of adventure games that is not as good as we remember. Yeah. And someone saying like, what if we did that perfectly? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as, or as close to perfectly as we can is like really, really admirable to me. Yeah. And worthwhile. So, you know, you could say like, oh, they're just retreading ground that they, you know, that they did before. Right. But um, but they're not. No. Is the, is the thing like they're, they're up, they're updating it to like. Exactly. I was. To, you know, to, yeah. I, I was, I was, I was putting forth that criticism to take it down because not only did they, didn't, you know, did they smooth a lot of stuff over and, you know, do, do things right. They expanded it. They made it bigger. This is a 12 hour adventure game. Like you just don't yeah. see those, and you especially didn't see that back then either. Like yeah. this is a big, complex game that you know has has a lot of stuff they just couldn't do before, or didn't yeah. do before. Yeah, yeah, and it was just uh, you know, it's the the part where it does do the turn, you know, which we kind of kind of cruised through when we were talking about it in real time. Like you know, like my, my when we when I went back to the mansion and saw that it was Maniac Mansion, like the smile on my face was huge. Yeah. You know, I just had this like dumb grin on my face because you can say that like you're making this thing for a certain target audience and that that's true. That can be a criticism. But when you are that target target audience, like, you know, it sings. Yeah. You know, or, it, like, you know, it did for me. Yeah. And it's it's hard for me to pretend to be a person who does not have at his very core an affection for Maniac Mansion because I played I've been playing it my entire life. Yeah. You know. It's very, it's very good. I, I, I hate to turn uh, things into like Pokemon battles either, but like mm-hmm. it just really like compare this with Broken Age. Yeah. You know, like this is so much better than Broken Age. Like, like Broken Age bummed me out pretty good. Uh, like, I don't like that game very much. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I just like I never played Broken Age, so it's I, I can't throw in on that. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think it's very good. Hmm. Like, it's beautiful, but it, it is uh, it really it feels to me like it illustrates a fundamental difference between gilbert and schaefer mm-hmm. where like they're both really really good writers i think that schaefer is like better at high concepts yep. perhaps but way worse as a game designer yeah like way worse at just kind of the rubber meets the road like making the puzzles that work you know and that you know goes into grim fandango and stuff which like nobody remembers that game for its puzzles right you know or or it's it's interface which is awkward <laughs> and clunky and not very good like it just it's it's it feel like it's the game that I've wanted Ron Gilbert to make as, you know, in this like kind of like later mid stage of his career. Yeah. You know, um, really, really good. And I just, you know, so much affection. He's so such a sweetheart on like, you know, Twitter. If you see talks about it, he's done a lot of promotion for this because, you know, he really cares about it. Yep. And uh, they did a podcast uh, for this. They they did. Um, there's like this 75 entry like back, you know, developer blog mm-hmm. that gets really in the weeds. Like he was sending out code. Yeah. To, to backers. Like I would get these like backer blog updates. And I'd look at it and, like have code in it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, I don't if I can see the code, you yeah. know, but it's like, he just cares. And I think that that kind of comes through Very uh, awesome. in the game, you know? Yep. And also like, you know, this, this is, and who knows what insecurity this reveals, but like it shows that a person who, you know, like he's, he's up there, you know, like it's been, you know, he's been in the industry for a long time. Like it's still possible for somebody to do maybe their best work, you know, years yeah. and years down the line. Like he's still got it in him, you know? Yeah. And that's it, great. It feels a lot like it's, it feels like a, a better version of when like a musician does that. Yeah. You know, like you, you have like Springsteen will put out an album and everyone will be like, oh, he's still got it. Yeah. You know? Um, and, but even that, like that ends up being, you know, uh, uh, 
they tend to be kind of adult contempo, mm-hmm. like good, good adult contempo. Like this doesn't feel like that at all. This doesn't feel like you miss a step. Like when they set out to say, like, let's make the game as if games, you know, that would have come after Maniac Mansion. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a little hard not to make this comparison because, you know, we, 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 we just went through this, but like, this feels like a collapse into now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is an REM album. Yeah. Uh, their final album that was like kind of summed up their career right. and stuff. Listen to Defile Underwater. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I love this game and I'm really, really happy that I played it. I'm happy mm-hmm. that you played it. I'm yeah. happy that we covered it. I'm happy that we just decided to do it as opposed to do a, a poll where this might not have won. I'm happy to yeah. like, this is, this is a weird, a, a weird theme for this month. Like it doesn't yeah, hold true that for broken sword too. <laughs> <laughs> there was some good stuff on there that I really want to play. Um, oh, no, sure. but there, like, there's this weird theme for this month that doesn't hold true for act razor, but is definitely true for this and transistor. I didn't play Thumbleweed park when it first came out because you know, the way time works, um, but I use the show as an excuse to play it. Same thing with Transistor. So like mm-hmm. this is this is Cole's like catching up on his backlog tour. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty good idea for a theme month. Yeah, in the future, like either one or both of us. Like I'm thinking of like month that neither of us have played the games. Uh huh. Um, or that one of us has and one of us hasn't. Like yeah. You know what's what's our shame pile from from the canon? Yeah. So, yeah, l- love it. <laughs> I, I my ThimbleCon '87 shirt. Uh, in the mail as i mentioned and uh, it's a beautiful design and i'm happy to represent yeah um so. i need to look on fangamer and see if they've got non um let's see here non-apparel options they also need to send me my hollow knight plush Ooh, yeah so come on uh come on fangamer. there's a uh, collector's edition of this that i didn't get <clears throat> but comes with a, a box full of feelies and stuff and they're really nice uh and one of the feelies is a floppy disk mm. And I tried a bunch to find uh, the contents of it, and I found someone who listed the file directory, and it looks like they're sprite sheets, mm. uh, which is pretty cute. Nice. Oh, but, wow. There's a ThimbleCon poster. Yeah. I might be getting that. Oh, there's some yeah, good Thimble stuff Con. here. There's a, there's the uh, Thimbleweed Park Vista that you can <laughs> look at. There are pins or magnets. Yeah. yeah. Thimbleweed Park, man. It's good. Lovable characters. It also, like, I mean, I, I mentioned this a little bit. I mentioned the game earlier, but, like, I was, you know, I like the cave, but I'm a little bit disappointed in it. Yeah. And as, as like a, a Ron Gilbert guy, like I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, 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 you know, it's not great. Um, they just, it feels so good. Again, we, I'm just reiterating, but it feels so good that he's able to, to knock one out of the park. Yeah. So love my boy. Fantastic. Um, good work, Ron. Yeah. Good work, Ron. Um, yeah. If you, uh, if you have anything to say about, uh, this game, a transistor, or ActRaiser, um, get that in by November 15th. Yes. Uh, yeah. If you're listening to this on early release, you still have time, uh, mm-hmm. but you may not for long. It's always the 15th, though. And yeah. you do have plenty of time for The Witcher, mm-hmm. uh, The Witcher 3, which is uh, by December 15th. Yes. And keep in mind, uh, we're just covering the main game, so leave your uh, DLC comments in the trash where they belong. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> Don't drop that shit on my doorstep, man. Yeah. yeah get, get that fucking, get my name out of your goddamn mouth. Um but we'll be covering that DLC this year. Yes. So I uh, realize now that I am heading up on the end game mm-hmm. of Witcher 3 uh, and very, very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I need so. to get my head out of my ass and stop playing Stardew Valley so I can. You got it, man. You put like 
you know, 70 hours in Stardew Valley. Like, yeah. You got to chill out with that. Yeah. <laughs> 70, 70, hour game to play. 77 hours. So yeah. Right now. You, you have a 200 hour game to play. Cole. <laughs> yep. Get to fucking work, dude. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't usually like talk to each other about our, about our game playing schedules, but I've really, I, I, I really uh, screwed the pooch on this one, Gary. It's uh, I'm going to need you to unscrew it, man. <laughs> yep. Um, the, I'll be uh, fine. I'll be fine. The, uh, I, I've, I think there's probably a couple I've done every side quest that I've run into and I've looked at every notice board. Uh huh. So there may be a couple things I missed, but if something happens and anything needs to, you know, fall by the wayside, I should be able to cover you. No, it's fine. No, don't, yeah. don't worry. I've, okay. I've, I, I got this. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it, it's, it's impossible to say it goes quick, but it is uh, the first time in a long time where I've had like a lifestyle game uh-huh. kind of thing where it's just like, Oh, like this is really the only thing I'm playing. And when I have extra time, I just sit down and play this, Yeah. Uh, you know, for the last few weeks. So, um, I think I might clear it this month, which I'm really excited about. Nice. Yeah. Like being ahead. Um, we haven't announced what's going on in, uh, January, but there is one other very special thing happening in December. Yes. Um, yes. that is, uh, in December we are doing Duckstream. Yeah. You remember Duckstream yeah. from last year and the, the, the several years before it, this might be the fifth annual or the fourth annual. Yeah. This is the fourth one. Sorry. Yes. Fourth annual Duckstream. Um, this is when we do, uh, our charity live stream for 48 hours for the transactive gender center uh, mm-hmm. here in Portland, Oregon. Um, it is going to be the weekend of the eighth, I believe. Yes. So this will be, uh, December 8th, 9th and 10th. So 48 hours, but spanning Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Yes. Um, no schedule information up or anything like that, but that stuff is coming. So watch social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would love it. Uh, and we will have uh, donation incentives and all that jazz uh like as per usual yeah so it's always a good time it's fun to hang out and chat um it is uh just a just a great event for camaraderie and for raising um a great deal of money for a very good cause absolutely so we love it if you guys tuned in yes um if you want to support us uh in our endeavors the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash duckvtv um giving us just a couple bucks a month We'll, uh, we'll get you, get you a little something, something, yeah. um, you know, even, you know, early release, uh, extra episodes of object suffering, all kinds of stuff, um, including, uh, kind of executive produced games. Uh, transistor was a game that was dictated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, one of our friends, John, uh, said, Hey, do this game. And we did it. Yeah. Um, we have more of those on the way, but that is, uh, that's how you make that happen. Yes. So, um, it's all good stuff. Again, uh, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. We would love if you checked it out. One of the things you get uh, is, is a thanks. If you donate, mm-hmm. uh, 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 right now it's $10. Uh, you get thanked at the end of an episode. And we do five of them. And we're going to start them now with a thanks to Stephen Veyu. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. Um, host of the Metal Gear Mondays uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Different, different person. No, different, different Stephen. Oh, dang. Who's, uh, what's Alessio, his last name? Alessio. Alessio, Alessio, thank you. Sorry, sorry, Stevens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, but I'm not sorry to David Cramb. Which uh, his last name is like a Tim and Eric last name to me. <laughs> it really is. It's a, Which it's a, I, it I is really a good do. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, thank you to your pal Crocus or our pal Crocus. I, I'm I'm not I'm not sure um, if that's if that's his given name if I'm supposed to modify it. But yes, our pal Crocus. When there's only one one set of, set of paw prints, it was the Crocus. <laughs> yeah. What carried you? Um, also, thanks to uh, Peter Hoskin. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, Peter. And also thanks to Lo. Uh, which is a track off of Out of Time, another REM album that um, some some people enjoy. Uh, I like Lo the Person more than I like Lo the Song. Yes, and I like Lo the Person much more than I like Lo the Band. What? Uh, 
band, the band Low. You ever heard uh, Low? No. They're boring. Okay. <laughs> um, don't at me. Uh, <laughs> like they're real boring. Um, yeah. However, the uh, the the Flow Rider song. Low. Low yeah. I'll take. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a that's a lot of stuff. Gary, did you stop to consider that Flow Rider's name is also Florida? I did. That's one of my favorite jokes from Silicon Valley. Yeah. Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, cool. he, he is, however, uh, a flow rider. Hmm. Yes, indeed. He's the flow rider of our hearts. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that that's probably about it. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, what can they do? Uh, what should they watch out for? Cole? Um, they should watch out for curses. Curses. Ransom got a bad deal. Yeah. He's a regular Monty in that regard. <laughs> <laughs>